Realty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, I'll yeah! find the Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, how the heck are you? Feeling a little excited today. A little too bucked up to start start the show, Grant. Uh, dude, I'm ready for the NFL draft. Um, as always, we have breaking news to start the show, which I will tell you about. After we tell you about the advocates, theadvocates.com, utahadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. And listen, I had a conversation today that makes me crazy. Hey, Monty, want to ask you about the advocates, bro? Uh, you know, I uh, tripped it and fell on a wire. And it's like, dude, if you guys are thinking, hmm, you know, that guy hit me on my bicycle. Should I? Could I? Do I? Yes. Yes. If you've been thinking about it, if you're like, you know, I got hurt at work and I'm not happy with how they're treating me, theadvocates.com. Hey, you know, I was riding my bike the other day and this guy opened his car door, theadvocates.com. Any of those situations, especially workman's comp, especially car accidents, bicycle accidents, scooter accidents, with the weather getting so much better across the country, please, I am telling you right now, you have nothing to lose by getting a free, free, free consultation. Talk to an attorney free online, 24-7-365, theadvocates.com. Do not delay. Hey, look, if you don't have a case or you decide you don't want to press forward, great. But at least you know all the facts and you know everything going on around your situation at the advocates. Theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. Breaking news out of the National Football League. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens have finally agreed on a contract extension. It's five years and $260 million. Lamar Jackson is now the highest paid player in the NFL. Jake, do you like it? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's, you know, I, I don't love it. No, I think that Lamar hasn't earned that contract. I think that he's he's a hell of a quarterback, obviously, but I don't think he's in the uh, upper echelon of quarterbacks in the NFL. I think that, you know, if we said, hey, is he Patrick Mahomes? No, he's not. Is he any of the, any of the other names that you would put in the top group? No, he's not. He is definitely a cup below, and that's that's why I don't love this deal out of Baltimore. I think it's one of the, you know, it's funny you say that. I don't love this deal out of Baltimore either because I think it necessis, necessitates now that you go and make the DeAndre Hopkins trade. I don't think that this can be, I don't think that this can be the only one. I really don't think this can be the only one. I think that this is one of those situations where with Lamar Jackson, you have to find a way to, to, to set him up as well as you can. And when you're paying a dude $260 million guaranteed for five years, you're looking at a situation where you, you the excuses are gone now. You've committed to this cat for five years. <coughs> and yes, you have Odell Beckham Jr., but there's a lot of unanswered questions around Odell. I think you have to go and get DeAndre Hopkins now. I don't I don't think you have any choice. No, absolutely not. And I think I think you're going, you're essentially going all in at this point. You're saying, okay. He's the best option for us, and and now we got to go and put weapons around him. And I think that obviously they're going to do that. But is anybody going to be really surprised 
if Lamar Jackson goes to the playoffs and doesn't win a Super mm-hmm. Bowl, if you get to, you know, the second round in the AFC and and you get knocked out, well, no one's going to really be surprised by that. And I think that's what's really tough about these contracts, especially in the NFL. Like, in the NBA and in Major League Baseball, you can do these kind of deals all day long and it's no problem. Yeah. But in, in the NFL, it just it doesn't, you know, it doesn't necessitate team winning. It, it necessitates Lamar Jackson getting paid. And, and look, I'm all for Buddy getting as much money as he can get. But at the same time... Buddy. You know, you don't get to, you know, get these massive contracts and then complain when your team can't go out and get a weapon or do this or do that because they're paying you too much. But was this about being the highest paid player in the NFL? Because you're making $52 million a year. Jalen Hurts is making $51 million a year. Congratulations. The only difference is Jalen's led his team to a Super Bowl with Philadelphia, and Lamar's never done that. So I think that is absolutely something to keep your eye on. Uh, We are now three hours away from the NFL drafts. What my Chicago Bears will do, I do not know. (coughs) But I am telling you, there are only two names that matter, Tyree Wilson and Paris Johnson Jr. If it's not one of those two in the nine spot, I am going to be... I, you may watch a human being die live on YouTube, um, as I almost did at the golf course this morning, um, which we will talk about later. But if, <laughs> if it's not, I, because I think at nine, Tyree Wilson uh, out of Texas Tech, pew, pew, guns up. Uh, I think Tyree Wilson, okay. Uh, Tyree Wilson, I think, is your best option at that spot on defense. But you need Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State. I mean, mm-hmm. he is an absolute stud. He is a guy that, in my opinion, um, he is – I just think he answers every question that you have about Justin Fields. Because just like in Baltimore, just like we're talking about with, hey, you you gave Lamar all this money, time to go get D-Hop, right? Well, now – you're committed to Justin Fields. You need to get a left tackle for a generation. And if that left tackle's not there, I don't want to hear any excuses. Tyree Wilson is six foot six of twisted sex appeal. Thanks. Let's go. Tyree Wilson's the guy for me at, at, at nine. Um, if Paris Johnson's not there, I just, I think yeah. I did a short on this today. And I, as sure as I am sitting here, I think NFL teams overcomplicate the draft when it's just not necessary. We'll have a full, thank you, thank you. We will have a full mock draft for you coming up in about 54 minutes. Stick around for that before we get to the Pac-12 update today. Hey, yo, Giggity, my guy in Phoenix, gave us 50. I'm, okay, okay. 50 gifted okay. memberships. Normally, I would reward this kind of behavior, but I know what you're doing, Giggity. I know that you only did 50 memberships because you want to break the drop. And and that's not going to happen today. I just want you to know that. Okay? Dude, because I can't say all the names. I, I just, I can't say all the names. I would love to, but the list of names is remarkably long. So appreciate you, Giggity. Giggity is one of our, our long times back from the shitty radio station in Phoenix. Uh, we just had, or like really, Linner dinner uh, at the Great <coughs> Oregano's Pizza Bistro, yeah, uh, in Scottsdale with Giggity while we were uh, at spring training, uh, Giggity's that dude. So Giggity, we appreciate you, man, as always. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks to everybody who's a member of the Showgram. 
Uh, if you did not get one of Giggity's gifted memberships, hit the join button. It's $1.99 a month, guys. Super simple, super easy. You can also join our exclusive members-only uh, Instagram chat for $10 a month where we give you all of our breaking news. Yesterday on the show, you know, we, uh, we did our usual as the Pac-12 turns. Um, we did that yesterday with the news that there are four Pac-12 presidents who are not on board uh, with streaming 100% with Apple TV. Uh, we told you that those four... Um, were Arizona, Arizona State, Washington, and Colorado. You got that information first. If you are a member of the show and you are in our Instagram members-only group, we always put our information, uh, our sourced information in there. Um, now, obviously, we get quite a bit of that information during the show, but right. when we get it before the show, uh, it's absolutely members first. Um, the promotion that we are going to roll out uh, for the summer that's going to be in our Instagram group first, so make sure you uh, hit the join button and hook it up. Let's talk about as the Pac-12 turns. A very interesting conversation this morning uh, with a source in the uh, TV industry talking about the tactical change uh, in the Pac-12, and this tactical change um, really is, hello, that one right there, the Pac-12 did not want to keep its tier three rights, which means, you know, your worst football game, your bottom of the table basketball games, your non-revenue generating sports, your softballs, your baseballs, your gymnastics, any of those sports that you would typically see on other TV outlets, the Pac-12 didn't want to keep those. But now the Pac-12 has pivoted according to TV sources and they are looking to create a revenue stream out of their tier three sports, and I say, hallelujah. I think this is exactly the right thing to do. It does not mean, though, that Pac-12 networks will survive or even still be a thing. As we told you yesterday, we were told uh, pretty point blank that Apple TV is not, in fact, looking to buy Pac-12 networks. And I, I think we've reported that for several months now, yeah. that nobody's really in the market to do that. But the reason this is significant is because it shows that the Pac-12 is evolving now through this process of trying to get a TV deal. And when you hear them talking about tier three rights, that's a really important revenue stream. And I think when you look at the Big 12, all of those tier three rights in the Big 12 went to ESPN. So in the Big 12, there's no such thing as tier three rights, a la BYU TV going away, essentially as a sports outlet. Um, that's why you see that happening. You will not have the one-off basketball or football game on BYU TV. The question is in the Pac-12, what does that revenue stream look like? Because we reached back out to our sources at different TV networks and nobody's really talking much about this deal, which tells me it is being bandied about between the Pac-12 and the TV networks. The question is, can the revenue shortfall that's going to, I think, inevitably happen in this new TV deal, can you make up that revenue shortfall with your tier three content? That is what the story is here. Because if you're only gonna get, again, I believe the number is around $22 million per school per year in your new TV deal. If you're only gonna get $22 million a year, can you find $10 million? Can you find another $100 million through your tier three content? It's not impossible. Is it likely to be 10? million per school, it's not. But if you get close to that, 
Now you're cooking with gas. Now you have a reason for the Arizonas, the Arizona States, the Colorados, all of these, these universities that are talked about leaving for the Big 12, they have a reason to stay now. This is a significant shift in the conversation, a significant change in the narrative surrounding the Pac-12 that they are now looking for alternative revenue streams, Jake. And I think this is exactly what George Klyovkov should have been doing the whole time. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that we've talked about this many times on the show, Grum, that, that they need to get outside of the box and they need to start thinking about you know, okay, what are alternative ways that we can make money uh, through this TV deal? And I think one of those best ways is exactly what we're discussing today, which is taking taking your TV rights, if you will, on some level, and taking them into your own hands and selling them and getting them out to, you know, local communities. Like, give the institutions power on some level to to sell their uh, a, a portion or you know a piece of their TV uh, ad package. And I think it's really smart because it takes away the conversation or the need for conversation with all the TV distributors out there, the ESPNs, Foxes, you all know the names. You don't have to go to them anymore for this level of distribution, as they call it, Tier 3. I'm a big believer that at some point in college sports, all all distribution deals will go to this model where you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have a conference that's gonna say, okay. This is how much, you know, bandwidth you have to sell in your TV deal. And this is how it's going to work. There's going to be a set of rules. There will be some, you know, some coordination at a conference level, but it's going to be up to the, at the, it's going to be up to the institutions at the local level, the Stanford's, the Oregon's, the Washington's like, I'm a big believer. If you give these institutions the opportunity to go and sell their product, they're going to sell the hell out of their product because you didn't get them a TV deal that was worthwhile. And that's where I think it's really smart to, to, to do this. But I also think what this does is this brings the CWs back in. And as we reported several weeks ago now, the CW was never in for the entirety of the Pac-12 package. They were in for a regional deal. And if you, like, let's talk about Let's talk about Cal and Stanford, yeah. right? Having, we lived in the Bay Area for a long time. I worked at the great KMBR 680, the sports leader. Um, having worked there, I can tell you there is a passion in the Bay Area for Cal and Stanford. Best. If you if you think about nationally, is a Cal-Stanford basketball game going to draw? Is a, is a women's Pac-12 third-tier game going to draw? It's not. But if you put that on the CW in the Bay Area, if you put Oregon baseball on the the CW affiliate on a Saturday afternoon, that's going to draw some eyeballs. Yeah. And I think when you look at here in the great state of Utah, you look at a, a, a program like Red Rocks Gymnastics, which is what Utah University Gymnastics is called the Red Rocks. They are an elite program. Program. That's valuable. People are going to turn on local TV to see that. Yes. And whether that's a CW or, you know, your local CBS affiliate, well, it probably won't be that because they're probably going to have, you know, national college basketball on. But if it is your Ion TVs, if it is your CWs, if it is your, hey, Pac12.com, Pac12sports.com, where you have this new production house and you've spent all this money now getting out of the TV business, but you've built this wonderful Pac12sports.com and perhaps you develop an app 
and now you you generate revenue through that? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Use the assets you have in-house already and develop new portals with the money that you're bringing in so that you can monetize that stuff. And I think that's how you're going to see this play out. And I think it's going to be very interesting in this new TV deal. Pay attention to what happens to tier three rights. Because I do not believe, in fact, I've been told by sources at ESPN that perhaps they are not interested in anything that is not a top two (coughs) Pac-12 football game and a top two Pac-12 basketball game. Right. That's it. Because they don't need, as we've told you exclusively on the show, ESPN's never been in as the tier one on on the Pac-12. Yeah. They've never wanted everything. That's just not where they are as a company production-wise because they have so much new content now, especially with the SEC. And I would remind you that with the SEC, they're going to produce multiple primetime games for the SEC. So they just don't need it. What ESPN needs, very much like Amazon, ESPN needs that one marquee matchup in the you know the 8 o'clock Pacific time zone. That's what they need is they need that... Again, Oregon, Utah, 8 o'clock, Autzen Stadium, huge Pac-12 conference football game. Yes. That's what ESPN needs, and they need it to kick off at 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific. Because it, it fills a window, but if they don't get that, they absolutely can go to college football wrap-up, or they can go to Sports Center, followed by college game day wrap-up. Like They have a ton of programming to put there, but I think they would like to allocate their humanity to producing a live football game rather than a studio show. Yeah. But who knows? I also think they'd like to serve their, I think they'd like to serve their, their remote clients and customers, meaning bars, apps.com with a football game. So I think there is an appetite, but it's not a $400 million a year appetite. Uh-huh. That's the biggest issue. Yeah. So I do think this is a significant change. I, I have I have no doubt about it. I think that, I don't know if I, if it's a change or is it a rationalization, a realization. It's, it's an acceptance is what it is. It's an, and it's maybe an, it it's is. It's an acceptance that, hey, we got to get creative here and we got to start looking at what are other ways for us to generate revenue. And and we've been telling you for how long now that these these, the 10 remaining schools don't want to leave the Pac-12. They will if they must, but they don't want to, certainly, and they'd rather stay together. And I Correct. think, you know, again, it's it's this whole concept of, all right, how do we get by the grant of rights situation? Because once again, we've been telling you, you know, again, just like he led the show off, you've got these four, you know, presidents and, and four leadership groups, basically, that that are not on board with streaming being a tier one option. And, I, and you think about that and you start to understand Okay, well, if this is an impassable hurdle, if you will, if we can't get by this, how do we get around it? And the way around it is, hey, give the decision to the schools for the lower end tier package. Let's at the conference level, let's sell tier one, but and maybe even tier two. But at tier three, we can do some things. And I, I just think this is what we've been asking of the Pac-12 for months, man. I mean, I'm talking about. I remember talking about this in like January, man. Like. You should have been looking at giving some control to the institutions themselves for, you know, a, a long time. So to me, I just think, you know, uh, this this is a win in my opinion. If you're the if you're a Pac-12 fan, you know, or, or a supporter, I think it's a win if you're the conference. I think, you know, it really depends on just how far they take it because, 
you know, it's all fine and dandy to talk about selling your own tier three rights, but if the content's not good, what good is it? And so that's where I think they're going to have to figure out, okay, how can we, besides football games, is there anything else that we can kind of push into that slot um, to, to provide value? And that's what I think is interesting as well. Yeah, very interesting. Very, very interesting. As is Glenn joining the membership, San Diego Let's State go, Aztec. Welcome home. What's up, Glenn? Appreciate you uh, joining the membership. Make sure you DM Jake. He will put you into the members-only exclusive uh, Instagram group. You guys, it is a great community of people. It is very much like the comments section uh, here on our YouTube show. It's just a bunch of really cool dudes that sometimes punch each other in the face, but most times argue over who's got better lasagna. Or and poor can, Donovan Mitchell or Donovan... Yeah, Donovan uh, Mitchell sucks. He Donovan choked. Donovan Mitchell, Donovan McNabb, uh, you know, yeah. mediocre yeah. takes. A admittedly, admittedly, Tanner Plummer does tend to lap on the knob of, of you know, Donovan McNabb. Greatest yeah. quarterback ever. Yeah. Happy birthday, Donovan. Man, wow. Anyway... Uh, Glenn, make sure you DM Jake. He'll put you right into the group. Let's get your comments in here today. Let's see who was first in today. Yeah, let's see. Is it and Truck are, Stop Gumby? Or we, who, are, who we, we are deep in the uh, comment section, so it's going to take me. Tanner Plummer. Well, well, well. What's up, gents? Great win for the illustrious <laughs> RSL last night. I'm hey, sure so it was. Did you, did you see the Warrior game last night? I did. Um, did you see the Heat game last night? I No, I saw Jimmy Butler playing basketball, but yeah, I think I did. Yeah, Jimmy Butler was really good last night, you know, really, really the Miami Jimmy's? performance. Yeah. yeah, no, I did not see RSL last night. I did not. Truck Stop Gumby number two says Bungus. Okay. Vorlon Angel, 1811 on OnlyFans says uh, a pack quote-unquote breakthrough with a picture of money burning above the ESPN logo with Colorado and Oregon State players. What could that mean? <laughs> C. Kaufman, what's up? Uh, what is up, Patrick Boren? Woohoo! the pack is back. Oh, wait, is that like Texas is back? <laughs> spoken, yeah. spoken like a true, true Baylor fan. Uh, Vorlon Angel says, just saw this on ESPN. College football committee confirms dates for first round of the expanded playoff. Correct. And the college football playoff going to 12 um, a year from now. They had to find a way to avoid the NFL playoffs, and they've done it. They're going to have their... They're going to have their semifinals on New Year's Day. I think this is a really smart, practical move. And I think when you see that it's going to be a month-long period where you're going to have the college football playoff start on December 20th and you're going to have the championship game on January 20th, I think it's absolutely the right thing to do. And I still think 12 teams is too many. But, hey, I'm here for it, man. Yeah. Like, I I'm ready to go. It is a great holiday tournament, if you will. And let's roll. Meat Rocket. I guess I'm going to say everybody's name a little differently today. Meat Rocket says, I guess that might be Apple's money burning if they agreed to a deal. It's just a guess. A Apple does not feel right. No. Apple does not feel right. Connor Johnson, Monty keeps on roping me back in. LOL, it doesn't hurt that he and his son are likable guys. But did you sign your, your didn't you, aren't you the NDA guy from yesterday? Yeah. Did you sign your NDA? We can't have you coming in here commenting if you didn't sign an NDA. Ain't no reset. And stuff. 
Yeah. Even though there's no contract to, to yeah. non-disclose on. Yeah. You know, good to see you, Connor. Uh, Nate B, the clickbait image guys, you know how to how they do. That's why I've dubbed them the master baiters. See what he did there? So master baiters. So it's kind of like he's using the word master bait, but then it's like, hey, we're masters at baiting people into the program. Yeah, we're baiting masters. Yeah, you see what he did there? Program. You know. You know. Man, that was really, that comment was really, that lit my fire, man. You know, you know. Giggity, thank you for the memberships. What's up, fellas? Uh, appreciate what you do for us listeners. Appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you. Better call Saul. How the heck are you? Saw, dude. Uh, Dave says, uh, that's a fat amount of gifted memberships. Yeah, yes, it damn is. damn right it is. Fat. Appreciate fat. that. Fat. Uh, better call Saul. By draft time, Jake's going to be pissed uh, listening to his drop. Seriously, seriously. Appreciate everybody who picked up one of the free memberships. Thank you, Giggity. Um, Connor Johnson says, holy Giggity, Giggity, goo. That's wild. It is wild. Um, yeah. Kyle J says, forget the pack. I want to hear Monty and Jake do an NFL mock draft. Hey, Monty. I'm telling you, man. NFL GMs screw this up all the time. Coming up in 35 minutes, we will roll out the Monty Show mock draft. You know. Truck Stop Gumby says chocolate pudding time. I'm not sure what that's a reference to, but... And uh, Rick James says bring on the gimp. Bro, what are you So it's going to be that kind of day, I see. It's internal. Ken Williams says a suck 12 on QB, QVC pay-per-view. <laughs> okay. QVC is a new one. Okay. Ken, well done. How's the pizza bread today? Uh, Nick M says $100 million for Callen Stanford games. Not going to happen. But it's not just Cal and Stanford games. My point is, if you look at, because it's inevitable San Diego State's going to join. Yes. San Diego State baseball is a heritage program. On the weeks that those games are not selected, um, I, you know, by, by one of your TV partners, you have absolutely the right to put that on, on the CW. Program. Because you're, you, you just have to have a way to make money. You have to way, have a way to drive revenue. And I think it's a brilliant plan. Yeah. I think it's 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 why I have been so surprised it has not happened yet, because we've seen Brett Yormark doing this. We've seen Brett creating revenue streams. Why hasn't the Pac-12 been doing that? Well, until now they are. Fear the deer. Ooh, fear the deer. Not so scared of the deer yeah, anymore. Yeah, that's kind of a rough take, dude. Should we um... just call Jimmy Butler the deer hunter? So let me get this right. The Josh Giddies are out. And now the Giannis Ante, your mamas are out. It's a rough way to go. I mean, I, I wonder, um, you know, is Joe okay? You know, yeah. Good to see you, Fear the Deer. Love you, bro. Uh, George Klyovkov's burner phone. I'm chuckling. This is a significant change. This is significantly funny and not that smart. I don't see how it's unintelligent at all. I think what they're doing is brilliant. I think it is. I, I just, I, I think it's the only way to go. Jim Choi, the tier three will be paid on viewership performance week by week. That's the only way network would broadcast it. I think if you are, well, I mean, if you look at the WNBA deal that I on TV did, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a weekly double header. Why would you not have, why would you not do a deal with the CW for a weekly PAC 12 sports double header? No idea. I mean, it, it makes sense. You're not going to make a, a, a gazillion dollars on it. But if you're at $22 million and you've got to add 10 more million per school, 
it makes a lot of sense. Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna do it with the CW, why not just do it with Amazon? I mean, Amazon all along wanted one one game. I mean, you're telling me you're not gonna be able to 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 sell a concept to Amazon of like, hey, like NFL on Thursday, doubleheader on Friday, like we're in a good place. Like I I think Amazon would at least listen to that. I, I know that Amazon does what they want to do and it just is what it is, but I think that's why I say I think this concept of the schools being able to sell their own distribution package, it just opens up so many conversations. You go from a place where it's like, all right, well, ESPN's out, they're out, your mom's out, your brother's out, to now it's like, hey, everybody's back in. Now we can negotiate. Now we can do all these things. And that's yeah. why I felt like it was so beneficial for them to go this route. Jayhawk Scott, when was the last time you watched a men's diving meet on TV? Well, yesterday, duh. I mean, the triple Lindy was off the chain. I'm so bricked up right now. But I don't think you're talking about that. I think you're talking about track and field. I think you're talking about baseball, softball. I think you are talking about soccer. I think you're... I can only speak for, you know, the region we live in. I absolutely think if BYU soccer was on TV, people would would watch it. I have no doubt about that. You put Utah soccer on TV, I think people will watch it. I think you put Utah gymnastics consistently on local TV, people will watch it. I think if you put Utah women's basketball, who had one of their finest seasons arguably ever, on local TV, people will watch it. I, I have no doubt about that. Yeah. And I, 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 think it's, I think it's one of those deals where, listen, I, I understand why there is skepticism about it. But I think it is it is it is likely one of the only ways to really drive more revenue, and I, I think it's arduous. I think it's a lot of work. Um, I think you have to pay people to sell it, and I think that's very difficult. I think it is. I do think it is. It's frustrating. I I think I could see a lot of ways where if you're Utah, you buy time on TV <coughs> and you you sell it through your corporate sponsors. Yeah. I could absolutely see that happening. I think you sell it to your your Coca Colas. I think you sell it to your you know your local credit union, your local banks. I, I think that's who you're targeting. You sell yeah. it to your automotive groups. That's that's found money, dude. Yeah, that is found money, and their relationships you already have in place. So you're gonna go get the low hanging fruit first. Absolutely, Damn right you, you are. will. Right, but that's new money. New money is is new money. And this content, really, if that's the way they're going to go, it's found money. It's absolutely found money. Bob Holsey says the Stanford women's uh, tiddlywink team in a grudge match against the Oregon State Beaverettes live on ION. Bro, what are you talking about, man? Hey, man. You know, Rick Forster, cornhole, could be. Absolutely could be. How has nobody brought up pickleball yet? Uh, that's what I'm saying. Be Monetize pickleball. As 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 Jimmy said last night, do your damn job, okay? Think of all the sports. Pickleball is one of the most popular. That's obviously the one they would air. <laughs> Duh. Idiot. Duh. Uh, Nate B., y'all talking old school in the comments. That's what I'm saying. Uh, will surfing be a tier three event? Vorlon wants to know. <laughs> uh, listen, I hear it. There's a lot of skepticism. There's a lot of skepticism. And that's fine. And that is fine. That's absolutely fine. But you do not have to be skeptical when you go to Barbecue Pit Stop because you know they have the best equipment. So there is no yes! skepticism. Damn right. Skepticism. 
There is no skepticism. BBQPitStop.com. When you hear Barbecue Pit Stop, the best barbecue equipment in the business, BBQPitStop.com. Doesn't matter where you are or you're in the great state of Utah. Logan, Layton, Lehigh, Payson, the Jeezy in St. George. Of course, our friends in Murray on State Street across from the mall. Simply put the best in the business. Barbecue Pit Stop, Traeger, Big Green Egg, Yoder, Camp Chef. You need... Flavor Knuckles seasoning, I'm telling you, Flavor Knuckles line of seasoning, the best. Asado seasoning from Flavor Knuckles, amazing. When you put those burgers, chops, wings, brats, you name it, you put them on the on the Traeger, Asado seasoning. You, you get that Papa Murphy's pizza, take and bake, Asado seasoning. Facts. You're making scrambled eggs on the stove, stove top, Asado seasoning. Facts. I'm telling you, man, it ain't rocket science. But you can only get it at bbqpitstop.com. And by the way, when you go to Barbecue Pit Stop, they are the best dudes to do business with. Anybody who's been in one of their stores knows that. Uh, you gotta love it when you hear yeah. Barbecue Pit Stop because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they're the best in the business. bbqpitstop.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Uh, Jake, hold on, hang on, hold on. Hold on. Whip it out for Gary. Let's go. Gary Godorov. Godorov. Hey, Godorov. What's up, man? Gary Godorov. You're Aaron fucking Rogers. Yeah, I hope I'm getting that right, Gary. Good to see you. Gary, now a member of the program. We appreciate that, Gary. Thank you for your support. As always, uh, look at our guy Zesty's Retros and Games. Retro in games gives us two dollars to say the Big Twelve equals Gonzaga. I'm not playing your games today. Fine. Uh, the Big Twelve equals Gonzaga, Villanova, St. John's, and Wichita State. I don't think so. Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga is absolutely in. I like and Gonzaga. I think it's simply you're just on the clock waiting to see who that pairing's going to be with. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's going to be who are the other three schools that the Big Twelve adds. Because, again, as we've reported on the show, Gonzaga has a standing invitation uh, to join the Big 12. And it's like Gonzaga. a matter of hit and go. And I think that's going to happen. You're just waiting on the on yes. the Pac-12 to come to the table with a deal. And I think that's when you're going to see that go. Um, so I would not be surprised to see that at all. Our favorite Floridian, Maury Alvarez. The Pac fans must feel like Hawkeyes in saying, don't give me hope. That's exactly right, Hawkeye. Don't give me hope. It's crazy. Um, uh, David Floyd, crazy idea. Why doesn't ESPN change the Pac-12 to be on TV? Seriously, Pac-12 needs the exposure. They do, but why would why would why would ESPN do that? I mean, are you trying to say that that ESPN, if they gave more value, would be able to lower the number that that the Pac-12 is asking for? Because I don't think that is going to happen. Right? I don't think so either. Yeah. I don't think so either. I really don't. Um, Gary, our newest member, says uh, Pac-12 has one issue compared to the SEC and the Big Ten. They do not offer enough games to draw. See, that's exactly what we've been talking about. Yeah. And if you think about it going forward, and let's not even pretend that they are going to expand. Look at the 10 teams now. What happens on bye weeks? Because you can't just have one team on bye. So you're going to have two teams on bye for a good part of the season. Right, So that means probably October through November, you're going to have two teams on by. Yeah. Right? So now you're only going to have four games a week. 
So if you only offer four games a week and one of them's on a Friday night, let's say on, on Amazon, the other one is the best game of the week and that's on ESPN and ABC. You've got half your games that week are not going to be on TV. You know. Are not going to be broadcast. It's terrible. And that I totally agree. And I think that's why you have to find somebody that, because that's what third tier means. I think a lot of people look at third tier rights as like, you know, fencing. Third tier rights quite literally mean, okay, who's paying the most to get the best game? Okay, well, that is Amazon on Friday night. That's that's your tier one. Yeah. You flexed Oregon and Utah to Friday night on Amazon Prime Sports because that's your best game of the week, right? And who determines that? Well, the provider. So Amazon or ESPN would determine that. Hey, what's the second best game of the week? That's tier two. That goes to Amazon. It's that game. But your tier three is everything after that. Yes. So if you're in in bed with CW, the CW is going to get your Oregon-Stanford game. Um, and they're going to show that regionally in, in and around the state of Oregon and in and around the Bay area, Northern California, which makes perfect sense. Yeah. So go and get yourself enough money to make that worth your while. And you're going to have to figure out the cost of producing that game. But I, I think it is, I, I think it is really I'm trying not to insult George Klyovkov, and it's very difficult. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> you know. He makes it. I mean, I'm not even trying it's to It's a day he late and a dollar it, short, but. Yeah, I mean, he makes it difficult. And I, and again, I, do you notice how this all makes sense, right? Like, we've been telling you for, man, what feels like forever now that, you know, you've got these four presidents. And, you know, going all the way back, you know, we told you Kose up at Washington was not a huge fan of streaming for Tier 1. Like, you know, it gets, like, this concept of, hey— we're going to take our tier three and we're going to sell them regionally. And we're going to let the schools work on that part of it. It makes perfect sense. And everyone's like, oh, well, how are they going to make money? I'm telling you, if if uh, a person at, you know, Oregon State, let's say, or hell, Washington State is calling their local community. I'm not talking about calling LA. I'm talking about reaching out to companies in the local community. Hey, this is Buddy at Washington State. Do you have any interest in advertising your business on our football games? Yeah, actually, I do. I really do. And if you can get <clears throat> whatever the number would be, I don't even know. Like, obviously, I'm not privy to how much money they need to make or whatever. Like, we don't have those specifics. But the point just is, is if you can get into your community and make all those relationships and make all that money... That's going to be really good for you, and it doesn't affect the other schools. And that's, that's right. what I think people don't think about. Washington and Oregon and Utah and, like, the, the top dogs left in the Pac-12 or Pac-10, they don't want anything to do from a, a, a money-sharing standpoint with, like, Stanford and Cal. Great. Be the educational standard. That doesn't mean that we got to give you a cut of our bread because we're more attractive on TV. Like, totally agree. Like, I just think people don't think about like these dynamics at play and like how a, a president cost is like, hey, we're Washington, we're the we're the coup de gras of the Pac-12. Like, how are we not getting paid the most? And I think the biggest question is, do they believe that I don't we're know. Washington, we're the coup de gras, or I don't know. hey, we're the Pac-12? Because it doesn't matter if it's true or not, right? It doesn't matter if it's true or not. Do you believe it? 
Because if you don't believe it, nobody else is going to believe it. Yeah. And if you don't evangelize it, nobody else is going to evangelize it. Right? If you tell your kid, hey, hey, kid, I'm the best dad in the world, you, you know. say that repeatedly, pretty soon, once the beatings stop, they're going to believe that you're the... Get the hell out of here with that. Anyway, the point is, you got to tell them, hey, we're the Pac-12. We're worth it. We have a fan base. We have a following. We have X, Y, and Z. The lie detector test determined that was a lie. Hey, by the way... Wow. Hey, by the way, you're you're brutal. Jerry Springer is dead, and you're playing Maury Povich drops. You are not. The guy. Dude, not nice. Kay Nuren, Utah is going to stop crying, uh, is going to start crying for help. I doubt that. I know what you mean, though. Jeremy Callahan, what's up, my guy? Another smooth segue into ads onslaught. Hey, it is what we do. Adam D says, just ordered some Papa Murphy's pizza Let's for go. the draft tonight. Let's go. I'm so bricked Hell up right yeah, now. Dude. Love using Monty 25 for a discount. Download the Let's Papa go, Murphy's app. Use Monty 25. Do to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Jay Chapman, maybe the pack could televise a culinary competition. That could happen. Uh, okay. That could absolutely happen. Um, let's see. Maury Alvarez says, Hey Jake, pull it out and use it. Yeah. That's right, because Ken Williams. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go, Ken. Ken Williams. He'll get it up. Giving away 10 new memberships today. Appreciate that very much, Ken. Thank you. Uh, as always, Ken's a great supporter of the show. And Starry. Starry is actually a member now. Wow. How about that? Welcome Jayhawk show, Scott man. is a member. David. Choke, C-H-O-A-T-E, Cojote, Cajones, uh, David Cajones, <laughs> that's wrong, uh, Charles Chamberlain, Eclectic Cowboy. Okay, okay. The Eclectic Cowboy. I like it. Uh, Dallas Marquez. Dustin Flannery, gifted a membership. Way to go, Ken Williams. Uh, appreciate you. Appreciate everybody who becomes a member on this show. It really yeah. does help the channel grow, as does you hitting the like button. Let's go. Uh, we've had well over a 1,000 people uh, watch the show already in the first 40 minutes. Uh, we're approaching 1,500, and we have 73 likes. Please hit the like Kick button. Kick up the pace. Uh, that really does help our channel as well. Uh, let's see. Saul Goodman says, Gons Gaga. Guns Gaga. Guns Gaga. I, I, I Gonzaga. Don't, I don't Gonzaga. think that. No, I, I, I like Gonzaga. I, I don't think Gonzaga. that's how it's pronounced. Jayhawk Scott says, "Hey Ken Williams, thanks for the membership. I like it." Ken says, "Click the like button, absolutely." Kurt Peters says, "Tier three, quantity over quality, kind of like my dating life right oh, now." Oh, Kurt, man. Okay, okay. Jake's in the. Well, he was, you know. How'd dinner go last night, Jake? Excellent. Excellent. Where'd you guys go? Uh, we went to the break. The same place I went. Yeah. Uh, go you are not. <laughs> Goathead Prime. Hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. Isn't everything on the Pac-10 uh, Tier 3 true up? Oh, my wow. God. Wow. 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 Savage. Uh, just think about how weird the Pac-12 will be treated covered if they are one of the major conferences that isn't carrying, carried by ESPN or Fox, I think this is a big, big deal. Yeah. I think it's a big deal um, because you're not the first one. Game day isn't going to give them nearly the love 
I totally agree. And the bigger question is, what happens when Utah is competing for a national championship? And what happens when now you have 12 teams in the college football playoff? What happens when Oregon and Utah and Oregon State or, you know, Arizona State? Yeah. Washington. No, probably not Washington. It's never Washington. Anyway, the point is, what happens when they're in the in the college football playoff? Don't play intramurals, brother. What happens when Oregon's undefeated through 10 weeks? Are, are, are you... Are, they'll are, be going up and down the, you know, the the ESPN's power rankings, and they'll be like, "All right, uh, we got, uh, we but, got, you know, Georgia at one, Alabama at two, uh, Washington at three, uh, Nebraska at four. Furthermore, what's going to happen when a ten and zero Oregon team is like seventh in the country and a one loss Alabama team's number one? Oh, they'll stay who number was, one. Who was voted number one because everybody saw their game on ESPN and nobody has seen Oregon's game? Yeah. Then what? I'm telling you, as clearly as I can say it, if ESPN's not part of the Pac-12 TV deal, there's a problem. It is what it is. It's a huge problem. Because don't forget, NBC has Big Ten After Dark now. NBC's got that late window Pac-10 zone game. So you you better have a major national distributor Yeah. on your coverage. Because if you don't, you're in trouble. Jeremy, I think that's an excellent point. Goathead Prime, Sam Ramon cannot produce all of this. No, they probably cannot. No, they cannot. But the question is, the question is, who are you going to pay to produce it? Mm. Or, or if you, because they have the physical assets to produce it. I mean, there's ways to do it. It's a matter of dollars and cents. Yeah. And we still have not talked about the 50 million to Comcast. Mm. I mean, there's, so I'm saying, like, even if you were to get a great TV deal, you still got to pay off Comcast. Yeah, could be. Maury Alvarez. They could try to have the team schedule non-con games during the year so only one team needs to, to be on a bye week. That or invite only San Diego State. I mean, could be. Could be. Could absolutely be. I mean, I, I just don't know how you... I don't know how you... are. How are they going to navigate this? Yeah. And again, I would tell you, own your time zone. SMU still makes very little sense to me. Yeah. Yet I hear SMU all the time talking about this. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, well, Monty, you've insulted George Klyovkov for a while now. Why stop now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, George is a... Uh... Turned over a new leaf. Yeah. Trying to be nice until the jackass at the golf course this morning. Hey, look at Connor me. Johnson, I still think it's Apple or Max. I don't know where you're getting the HBO Max thing from, dude. That just doesn't make... You, are you saying HBO Max? Yeah. What sense does HBO Max I don't make? know. I mean, what other Max is there? Am I just missing something here? Skinamax? Well. Max what? I have no idea what Max is. Uh, Kurt Peters. I, I work, watch it. Uh, I work, won't. 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 It, I work... Oh, he's got a comment below that. I, uh, I won't watch it on Apple. Yeah. I think you're not alone in that. Uh, Connor will uh, will back the pack to the end. He probably will. He probably will. Uh, J.K. Marshall, try to sell this tier three gimmick is getting painful. Uh, but what other choice do they have? Yeah. I, 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 being honest, what other choice do they have? I have no idea. Uh, Better Call Saul says San Diego State should jump to the Big 12. I think they should absolutely stay in the Pac-12. Because if you go to the Big 12, you're going to take a pay cut. 
You are, you're not going to be a full share member. You're not. Yeah. And if you go to the Pac-12, you're going to be a full share member straight out of the gate because they need you. Yeah. They need San Diego State. I mean, it just makes too much sense. And I think if, if the Pac-12, frankly, I, I think as important as it is to keep everybody in the Pac-12 who's in now, yeah. if they do not add San Diego State, they can't survive. I, I, I just don't, I don't know how that deal doesn't get done. We've heard it. Our sources have told us that San Diego State has told the Big 12, hey, we're going to the Pac-12. Yeah. You guys are beautiful, but the Pac-12's hotter, right? Like we, they, we've told you that on this show. If the Pac-12 does not add San Diego State, I, I, it would be a shocking malfeasance. Like, I just don't even Sorry, know. Did you say malfeasance? I did. I did. I, I have to poop. Uh, George Klyovkov's burner phone. This sounds like a lot of hard work. I don't think I'm up for this. <laughs> well, well, burner phone, you better have your battery charged. Bob Holsey, what a concept. Nail down those tier three rights. Well, one and two are still up in the air. Amazing the SEC hasn't thought of that. Well, the SEC, the SEC, whoa, hey. The SEC did think of that. It's why you have the SEC network. It's why you had the Longhorn network. Yeah. Right? Like it, It's ESPN eliminates all of that. If, you, if ESPN's your tier one, it eliminates all of that. Yeah. The problem, and, and let's, let's not get this twisted. It may be a revenue stream. But ask Tom Homo at BYU. It's a pain in the ass to produce your own stuff. It is expensive. It is arduous. There are quality control issues. It is very difficult. And remember that the Pac-12 is a league who already has production problems. Yeah. The Pac-12 is not well-respected by its broadcast partners who don't even send announcers on site. Right? You already know. Now you're trying to revamp your officials department in football. Like, you've just got... I feel like this quite literally is the dark night where the Joker has that pile of money on fire. Yeah, dude. It's not about the money. It's not. It's screwing it up as much as possible. That's right. Now let's see how loyal a hungry university really is. Yeah. Crack this thing up. We're out of here. Right? Like, it's that's true. what this feels like. It's true. That's it. Because it's a pain in the ass to produce your own stuff. It is a pain in the ass. Uh, Bill Foley, a member of the show, the pack is really in an untenable position. Dude, truer words have never been spoken. Yeah. Um, Ken Williams, we are the suck 12. The suck 12 is catching on. It truly is. Uh, Keaton Critchlow wants a drop. Is this the dagger? Is this the dagger? It may well be. Uh, truck stop Gumby says rip Jerry Springer. Oh, we'll talk about that Gumby. That was my dude. Uh, Russell uh desert viking anderson he's a very strong man he can bench press your house uh jerry springer had better ratings and was easier to find on tv than pac 12 games oh my god <laughs> oh my god savage. that is savage nick m um says everyone sees the empty pack stadiums during non-tier one games i just disagree with the support assumption i i mean i think I mean, that's a very relevant point. I mean, who isn't, what Pac-12 fans not haunted by the empty Rose Bowl? Seriously. I mean, when you had 13 people in the Rose Bowl, um, and um, obviously the issue is you probably um, had 6,000 in a, seat, a stadium that seats 100. But, but you didn't have anybody there watching UCLA it's football. It's a bad look, dude. Right? Like, I mean, you know. But, but again, you know already that they televise college lacrosse on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Why would you not kick that to your, your tier threes? Make money on it. 
Why would you not kick track and field? Yeah. Which is a huge money sport. Why would you not kick that down? Yeah. Why would you not kick third tier, fourth tier basketball? Like your third, fourth, fifth worst game in college basketball. Knock it down. Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you do that same thing with baseball and softball? I mean, there's some good... I'm not saying the Pac-12 is a powerhouse, but there's good softball played in the Pac-12. Yes. And there's already ladies softball being televised across the country. It's true. Why wouldn't you get on board with that? That's what I'm saying. Like, if you put college baseball, if you put the Utah Utes baseball team at Smith, Smith Field, Smith's ballpark, you put that on, on local TV, people will watch. Agreed. People will watch. I'd watch. So I, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. I don't. Oh, boy. Salty drunk back in the house. <laughs> well, Salty, welcome back, man. I, so I you're saying the, that I respect the grind. Fear the deer is officially dead then. You're back to salty drunk now. Do you view this season as a failure? Yeah, I mean. I, <laughs> that's a reporter asking. Yeah! Asking Giannis Ante Uranus about that after the game last night. Do you view this season as a failure? He absolutely, and Giannis absolutely savaged him. It's an own question. Yeah, I mean, absolutely savaged him. Uh, Joshua Mose says, it's so fun to see how much the show is growing. Congrats, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate Thank that. Thank you. And we're, we're working. We're pushing new. If you're new to the show and you're not a subscriber, yeah. um, which is different than being a member, but if you're not subscribed to our channel, we would ask you to subscribe uh, because we're working really hard to get to 20,000. Uh, we'd like to do that by June 1st. We're at 16,400. Let's go. So, you know, 3,600 to go. Yeah. It's not a lot. Trust me. We, we do a lot. Uh, Connor Johnson says, Dad said same place I went. Okay. Uh, George Klyovkov's burner. Jeremy Callahan just nailed it. Fans are not going to even know what's going on in the Pac-12. They won't. The Pac-12, if the Pac-12 goes to Apple TV, the Pac-12 becomes irrelevant. If you guys ever want to kick it, we'll flow. And it's it's truly sad because it just doesn't have to happen. Yeah. It does not have to happen. I agree. Totally. It doesn't. It, it, none of this had to happen. I mean, that's, you know, again, that's the overreaching point that I keep making is like, we never should have been here. Never should have been here. Didn't need to happen. I agree. Um, Arnin, Ardingad. What the fuck are you? Okay, I got that wrong. Who the f*** is that guy? Um, Vegas has Utah as an average Pac-10 team this year. They say that every year. They do. And they've won back-to-back Pac-12 championships. Because that take makes Vegas money. It does. Uh, Simon says the real question is, what happens when the big comes calling for Oregon, Washington, Cal, and Stanford? Back to as the Pac-12 turns. Bro, what are you talking about, man? If you could not cap lock, it, may, it hurts my voice. When you guys use caps lock like that, it... Anyway, uh, it's over is what happens. Yeah. It's over. That If that happens, we're... It's all over. Yeah, it's irrelevant. Yeah. It is irrelevant. You know, uh, Holsey uh, says, wonder how many CU fans join the portal afterwards. Well... <laughs> You know, I think Colorado's in a very interesting position because I think, I don't know how many people here believe that Dion's aiming for a better, bigger job. Well, I think he's always aiming for a bigger job. I mean, I don't know. Is that Dion Sanders? Yeah. Is Dion Sanders at Colorado for five seasons? 
No, I don't think he's at Colorado for five. I think he's probably there for three, and then he jumps to the SEC on a, if he has success. Now, if you're a losing coach in the Pac-12, you're not you're not going to go to the SEC. But I think you know if he does great things, well, and, you know. But where did Dion go to school? Florida State. That's clearly got to be a target. Yeah. Right. But is Florida State a place where, if Dion Sanders go, they can compete for a national championship? Yeah, I think it is. Miami. Yeah. He's, somebody said he's going to Miami. He's never going to Miami. Nah. They just hired their favorite son, Mario Cristobal. Yeah. I don't see a lot of other jobs that are more attractive to him. I think Florida State would be one of those. I do think Florida State would be one of those. All right. Coming up, we'll get you uh, a lot more of your comments on the Pac-12 and the update today. We'll uh, get you that fresh news kick down here on the Monty Show about the Pac-12. Um, but first, make sure you download the Papa Murphy's app because you have absolutely got to get the Taco Grande pizza. Hi, I'm Kylie, and I make fresh, delicious Papa Murphy's pizza. Uh, hi, I'm Zach, and I make the Papa Murphy's pizza. Sure, that's take and bake. We built it with the freshest ingredients. You bake it fresh in your oven. By you, you mean me, so technically, I make the pizza. Super good pizza, Kylie. Oh, Kylie, so good. Right now, enjoy big-time taco flavors on a pizza with the limited-time Taco Grande. Papa Murphy's, change the way you pizza. You know, so then I was telling her, hey, man, you know. Oh, yeah, download the Papa Murphy. You are not. (laughs) We watched so many Jerry Springer and Maury Povich bites today. Oh, my God. The lie detector test determined that was a lie. (laughs) That was a lie. Uh, not a lie. Use the promo code Monty25 to get 25% off your purchase. $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. I'm telling you guys, traditional crust, barbecue sauce, bunch of stuff on top. Make sure you get the marinara meatball. Make sure you get the take and bake chocolate chip cookies. Cause, and you're a chocolate chip cookie guy. Oh, yeah. I think oh, yeah. you would agree. Yeah. The take and bake chocolate chip cookies from Papa Murphy's are better than anything you're getting at the store. All day. I don't care. I mean, they're not McKinley Cutler good. No. But they're good. Yeah. They're 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 really good. Yeah. Uh, Papa Murphy's Pizza. Uh, use the promo code Monty25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. The Advocates present the Monty Show every single day. And you guys, I'm just going to hit this as hard as I can because... It hurts my heart when people are like, hey, do you think I need a lawyer? If you're going to ask somebody, hey, do I do you think I need a lawyer? The answer is yes. And I know it's really difficult when you get into an accident, like let's say a car accident or especially this week. And I don't know why. And I hope it doesn't happen to anybody that's listening to this show. But when you get hurt at work, there is a very, very real chance that that is going to be a serious injury. And that's got to be dealt with. And you cannot trust your employers. You cannot trust their doctors. You need an expert who knows how to navigate those waters. And if you got hurt at work and you're sitting here saying, man, should I get my own attorney? And they're like, no, we're going to take care of you. Get your own attorney. And I always say this about the advocates because they don't require you to pay them anything up front. They never have consultation fees, never retainers. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case. So what do you have to lose by speaking with the advocates today. And you don't even have to lob a phone call. Get on their website, utahadvocates.com or theadvocates.com, depending on where you're listening to this fine showroom, uh, and chat with an attorney for free. No obligation for free. And just figure out where you're at in life because you're only going to get one shot at this. And when you sign paperwork, man, can't unwind the watch, dude. So make sure you ask the experts, the pros, 
at The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, or you can chat with an attorney for free, 24-7-365, theadvocates.com. All right, welcome back to the show. Appreciate you guys. Hour number two underway. Please, if you're one of the 400 people watching the show, please hit the like button. We always try to get to 200 likes per show. Love that. It really, and why that matters, a lot of people ask me why I keep saying hit the like button because it tells it tells our friends at YouTube that you guys like the show and that you watch the show and it pushes it out into the algorithm, into the, the metaverse of awesomeness. Yeah. So hit the like button is what I'm saying. Uh, but we really appreciate everybody who is here. Uh, thanks to everybody who gifted memberships today. Our guy Giggity, our guy Ken Williams. Um, every time you guys gift memberships, the show grows. So we appreciate that. Uh, the biggest stories in sports today, very clearly this PAC 12 situation continues to be, uh, what's leading the line, uh, on the show. And we've been very fortunate to develop some very close relationships with people, uh, in the TV industry at Utah throughout the PAC 12, um, who we're able to rely on, uh, to get information first. We call it as the PAC 12 turns on the Monty show. Um, and yesterday we told you that uh, four Pac-12 presidents were not on board with Apple TV being the exclusive distribution partner of the Pac-12. So the only place you can get Pac-12 sports, Apple TV, no, no, friends. Arizona, Arizona State, Washington, and uh, Colorado have all said that's not an option for them. And we've been, been trying to figure out, and we've really been working hard on two fronts. What's going on with Apple and what if it's not Apple? Like, what are, the, what are the other possibilities? And so today we were having conversations across uh, our television sources who tell us the Pac-12 is working diligently to monetize their Tier 3, which Thanks. means their secondary games. So you know that if you're the Pac-12 in all likelihood, and from what we've heard, we believe that it's going to be a stream partner. I think it's going to be ESPN because there's most presidents really want a deal that includes ESPN. My guess is it's going to be a streamer and ESPN will get the two best games of the week. And then you're going to have that, that low hanging quality game that you're going to have to find a game, uh, a home for, or you're only going to have two games a week on TV, which isn't nearly enough. They're trying to figure out now, and they've turned their attention now to monetizing those third, fourth, fifth best games in the league every week and football then basketball, and then spring sports like track, softball, and baseball. And I think that's why at least what we've been told is those are the conversations with Script Sports and Ion. Those are the conversations with the CW. I think that is absolutely the right way to be going about this, Jake. And I think it is high time that George Klyovkov prioritized bringing in new revenue to the league. Yeah, I think anytime that you can get new money, anytime that you can be in a place where where a fresh uh, source of money is is feeding you, that's always ideal. I, I mean, again, you can always try to go back to the traditional sources of ESPN or Fox or whatever, but in this case, they just haven't been real fruitful for you. And so when we look at this Tier 3 situation, I just think it enables you to make uncapped money, meaning that you can sell as much as you want into your TV deal. And, and I think, again, this concept of, like, you know, is grant of rights, you know, type contracting outdated? Yes, it's very outdated. On 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 shows like ours, 
We're not going to some, you know, boss's office to figure out if our show and, you know, 365 Sports and all these other shows can, like, sell the same advertisers to our shows. Like, that's obviously not how it works. And I think in the Pac-12, it's just an archaic system. And and not even just the Pac-12, in college athletics overall, it's an archaic system to be like, yeah, let's sell a TV deal to a conference and then let's try to just just you know paint with a super broad brush, um, you know, and try to fulfill everybody's needs that way. When what you should be doing is you should be saying, okay, USC's needs, let's say, are very different than Oregon State's needs or Stanford's needs or whoever's needs. And that's why I say this grant of rights situation is super outdated. And that's why I think this whole concept that they're now evaluating tier three is a win. For the Pac-12, there's no way around that. It will make them more money. Yeah, the other big story today, breaking news in the National Football League. And Jake, I know you have a lot to say about this. Lamar Jackson is now the highest paid player in the National Football League at $52 million a year. He gets a five-year, $260 million extension from the Baltimore Ravens today. And you might remember that Jalen Hurts just got a five-year, $255 million extension from the Philadelphia Eagles Obviously, this was the trigger that the Baltimore Ravens were waiting for. They were waiting for the Jalen Hurts contract to come through. Now they had a benchmark, and they just surpassed that benchmark by a sliver. A million bucks a year. $52 million a year for Lamar Jackson. Jake, is this a good move or a bad move for the Ravens? Yeah, I mean, I don't love this move for the Ravens for uh, a variety of different reasons. I mean, one of the first things I look at when we talk about these, you know, quote, mega deals for quarterbacks and and just all these massive contracts for these guys is look at the quarterbacks in in the league, just, just the entire league. There are there are 17 quarterbacks in the league, starting quarterbacks in the league that are making over 20 million dollars. The rest of the guys are all under 10 million dollars. Some of these mid-tier guys that are making, you know, Jimmy G, 24.2, Gino, 25, Ryan Tannehill, 29 and a half, Jared Goff, 33 and a half. So like these are the guys that are just kind of good quarterbacks that can fill a position and be reliable for you, but they aren't take you to the postseason. you know get you to the super bowl make a huge difference type guy so you start to understand okay well this is why they're getting paid mid-table money but then here's where my problem comes in as far as the ravens are concerned you you look at the top of this stack and obviously lamar jackson is now the highest paid player not just quarterback but player in the nfl at 52 million a year on average here's my issue though You look at a guy like Jalen Hurts, who's now second at 51. You look at Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, and then here's some guy, you know, Super Bowl winner, MVP winner, uh, some guy named Patrick Mahomes at seventh highest paid guy in the league now. Like, if you're Kansas City, you're looking at this and you're saying, hey, all right, now we got to figure out when does a guy like Joe Burrow get paid, who I think is making... $9 million a year on his rookie deal. So when I look at Baltimore, you went through all this consternation to pay a guy who isn't a Super Bowl winner, who has one MVP, who is hurt on the regular, who has proven not to be a prolific pocket-passing quarterback, and you thought it would be a good idea to wait out the Eagles to pay Jalen Hurts so that you could pay your boy one million more dollars so that he can have the ability to sit up in his BMW today 
and say, hey, yeah, five more years, flock up. Like, hey, we're going to be amazing for five more years. Next year when they're not amazing because they paid you $52 million uh, and they can't sign, you know, a bunch of other wide receivers, let's say, or a bunch of other skill position guys, or maybe they can't beef up the defense when you lose a safety or you lose a really important run stopper in the middle of your defensive line. That's why I don't like this move because it, it really handcuffs you. And when I look at the other teams, man, you look at the other teams in the AFC and the other teams in the AFC have proven they can actually get deep into the playoffs. And you have not done that yet. This is a team that, that struggled to beat teams like the Chargers. You struggled to beat middle-of-the-road teams because Lamar is not this effective, shred-your-defense guy. So to me, I just I didn't love this, and I don't like how they handled it. I certainly don't like how Lamar handled it, and it, I, I just don't think that this is all of a sudden going to result in a Super Bowl. What it's going to result in is a, is a lot of guaranteed money being paid that's not going to be realized on the field. I don't know how you look at this any other way. Yeah. And again, I think, you know, I, I, the NFL draft now is just two hours away. And I feel like it is, it's just one of those deals where he's not the best quarterback in football. No. And I understand that these contracts are often not paid to the best quarterback in football. But at some point, you need to have the balls to walk away from Lamar Jackson. And I think Baltimore didn't have the stones. They tried to, but they went the backdoor route <coughs> by allowing him to go and negotiate with other teams. When what the Baltimore Ravens should have done is they should have cut bait with the guy and they should have traded him. That's what they should have done, but they didn't want to do that because heaven Sabatsi, you make a trade with a guy and he turns out to be better than you thought he was. The issue with Lamar is, I think Lamar Jackson, if you'd have traded him, if you look at the draft order, trade him to Houston. You're telling me because right now it does not look like the Houston Texans are going to take a quarterback at number at number two. Mm -hmm. If I had to guess right now, my I would think that they would take Will Anderson at number two. Well, you know, you all heard the story, right? Like they don't want to take C.J. Stroud because of C.J. Stroud's agent. You're obviously not taking Will Levis at number two. And so it puts you in this position where it's like, yeah, we need a quarterback. Uh, but clearly Houston was not interested in the Lamar Jackson situation or else they well, would have called. They would have gotten the deal done. Like I totally agree. So yeah, it looks like they're taking Will Anderson. But are, you, which, are, but are you telling me that Tennessee wouldn't have picked up the phone? Are you telling me that when you look across the top five picks in this draft and that is Carolina is probably not trading for Lamar Jackson, no, right? No. Houston, I think absolutely would have entertained the conversation. You're looking at a situation in, in Arizona where I just don't think they're taking a quarterback there, right? So number three is probably out. But you look at number four, are you telling me the Indianapolis Colts wouldn't have traded for Lamar Jackson? Man, I have trouble believing that. I have trouble believing that Jim Irsay wouldn't have made a deal or at least tried to make a deal for Lamar Jackson. I have trouble seeing that. Are you telling me that Seattle would not, have, would not rather have Lamar Jackson than Geno Smith? Man, I have trouble believing that. I have trouble believing the that. money, the money. Yeah, this but like if say. you look at if you look at Seattle, and Seattle's going to have to it, somewhere in this draft, Seattle is going to have to find a quarterback because Geno ain't that dude. You've got the fifth pick and the twentieth pick, and you're telling me that one of those two is not going to be a quarterback. Are you telling me right now that at the Seattle Seahawks at twenty? aren't willing to take 
aren't willing to take a risk on Hooker, aren't willing to take a risk on any of these quarterbacks that are going to be available at that point, I have to believe they will. Yeah. I just, I, I, I don't, I, my feeling is, is if Baltimore didn't have the balls to go out and make a deal on Lamar Jackson and they didn't want to pay him. And I think they had every reason to believe that nobody else in the NFL was going to pay him the money he wanted. Yeah. They weren't, he wasn't getting the Deshaun deal. Right. It, I, I just, this, this was a mistake by mm -hmm. Baltimore. Because now you're still tied to the guy. And I just don't think I I don't think that this is I don't feel like this is the right move. That's just my opinion. Yeah, and I think what's tough is like you look at like as far as drafting, like some of these other teams we were just talking about, as far as whether they would go after Lamar or they wanna, you know, like the Seahawks going after Lamar or going after a quarterback, like Again, I look at some of these 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 guys that are on rookie deals that are highly successful. Joe Burrow is making nine mil a year. Trevor Lawrence is making nine mil dude. a year, dude. Like, I, you know, you look at again. I know two is nothing like super special, but he's only costing you seven million a year, dude. It's not, you know, it's not like yeah. like Kyler on forty six point one. Daniel Jones forty a year. Like like these guys. There are a bunch of these guys that I'm looking at on this list. Matt Stafford. Like, again, but what he do, right? He won. But, like, Dak, you know, Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, like, but all Kirk these Cousins, guys. What is Minnesota going to do? Exactly. Are you telling Minnesota, and I, I, I who, who's going to make the mistake on Anthony Richardson? Because Anthony Richardson, it's great that he can throw footballs with shorts and a T-shirt on. He's never proven to be a freak as a quarterback with a helmet and, and pads on. He's never proven to be that guy. And now they're talking about drafting him and letting him sit behind Kirk Cousins for a year. Wish this was you. Why would you do that? At least with Hendon Hooker, who, granted, is coming off of an ACL injury in November. Totally understand it. But that's a guy that you saw in a massive football program perform at a very high level. Yes. He had Tennessee at the top of the table. And then he got hurt. And what happened at Tennessee? They went down. Mm -hmm. He's that dude. At least you can justify sitting him on the bench for year and saying, well, he's going to rehab his knee and he's going to learn from Kirk Cousins, right? Okay, great. He can sit behind that guy. Somebody's going to make a huge mistake on Anthony Richardson, in my mm -hmm. opinion. I think they're going to make a, a huge mistake. Yeah. And I don't, frankly, I don't know how you, I don't know how you fix that. I really don't know well, how you I, fix I, that. I think there is no fixing. I think it's I, I think it's what makes the NFL draft so great. I mean, again, isn't the draft what decides the haves and have nots? Because it is. again, uh, you know, uh, you know, Arizona might be the best example of this. You look at what they had to do to get Kyler Murray. Everyone seems to to not talk about this. I feel like everyone just forgets about it, and and we know it so well because we were in Phoenix when it happened. But again, you draft a guy and Josh Rosen. And then you move on from him. You trade up in the draft to get Kyler Murray, who's not been very good, honestly, who is, you know, taking sacks in the end zone to lose you a playoff game, like getting dominated, like not even close to ready. Now you've gotten rid of your GM and your head coach and your yeah. owners accused of all this. Like, it's just crazy to me. And it's like this league is full of teams that have guys that make bread that don't do anything. And then again... We want to sit here and criticize, uh, you know, the OG Tom Brady for taking less money for all those years. But what did he do? He knew that, hey, 30 mil a year is plenty of bread for the family. That allows you guys to go out and build me a defense and get me a couple skill position, guys. Like, it's really straightforward. And again, that's why I don't like the Lamar deal. Because I'm telling you, 
week six, week seven, week eight, when, you know, one of your best offensive players is out for the year, what are you going to do? Yeah. I, guys are going to make mistakes. And I think that when you look at, you look at this draft, I think number four, the Indianapolis Colts, I, I think Will Levis is a huge, huge risk. I think it is a huge risk. I look at the Seattle Seahawks at number five. They are the first projected home for Jalen Carter from Georgia. Mm. Would you draft him? I would. You would. I don't know that I would draft him top 10. But if I were the Philadelphia Eagles and he Jalen Carter's available, I would draft him. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think he would be a, a tremendous fit there. Um, I think when I look at, you know, the, the teams in this draft that are going to take defense, Detroit, absolutely. Detroit at, at 18. Um, I think I'm curious what Tampa does at, at 19. It, this, I mean, they're in total transition in Tampa. Yeah. I, I think you draft him there. I mean, there's just a lot of teams. Jacksonville Jaguars absolutely could be a home for him. Uh, but yeah, I would not draft him top 10. Philadelphia, the Bears, I think are out on him. Uh, I love Tyree Wilson uh, or Paris Johnson. Those two. Tyree Wilson's going to be a, uh, an absolute machine in this league. Yep. I think he is going to be, Tyree Wilson is going to be an absolute machine in this league. And my biggest question still remains who goes number two? Because I, I and I, I get maybe the more apropos question is, is C.J. Stroud damaged goods now? Because you know that C.J. Stroud... Man, oh, man. Well, C.J. failed this S2 cognitive test. 18%, dude. I mean, he didn't fail it. He, it failed. I, man, I don't know that he ever took it. But dude. how do you get 18%? He's a bum. And this test, for those of you who don't know, this S2 cognitive test, it really tests your decision-making. It tests your vision, like... It is, I mean, you're, you're hooked up to a, a computer that is basically reading brain waves and eye movement and hand movement and a hand-eye brain coordination. You got 18%, 18%. And they have the ability to test, well, hey, we're going to send a receiver left in motion and we're going to make the defense do several things. He failed the, those, those tests. C.J. Stroud, 18%. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you look at Bryce Young at Alabama, he got 98% mm -hmm. on the S2 test. There's no doubt this test damaged C.J. Stroud. The question is, how much weight do you put into this test and put into it as a measurement of C.J. Stroud's ability to perform in the NFL? And the, the answer to me is, I don't put a whole lot into it. I, I just don't put a whole lot into it. I think C.J. Stroud's going to be a very good quarterback. If you take Will Levis... With C.J. Stroud on the board, you should be fired. Uh, honest to goodness. Will Levis is terrified of milk. And I say that only half jokingly mm -hmm. because it's true. He's terrified of milk. I don't need that kind of weird dude on my football team. Like, hey, don't drink milk. I don't. But I'm not terrified of it. Will Levis is. He's a weird guy. And he's a Kentucky quarterback. Tim Couch bring back any memories? Like, I'm just not here for that. C.J. Stroud should be the second quarterback off the board. There's, there's just no question about that. Because by all accounts, everything else, he was great. 
And by the way, he passes the eye test. Mm -hmm. His ability to run is now not in question after the bowl game. His ability to throw has never been in question. Yeah. I don't believe that this S2 test should should be a, a death note for C.J. Stroud, but I believe that it is. Yeah, I mean, it's that classic situation of, you know, it's probably not a great indicator of just how good or poorly you are going to play as a quarterback, but ultimately it goes around the media, and you have to answer questions about it. And I love his response to it, talking about how he's not a test taker and, you know, the people making the picks, you know, know what I bring to the table. Like, I, I appreciate what he said, but... But ultimately, like, Bryce Young is the more complete package. Bryce Young played in the SEC. You didn't. Bryce Young played in bigger games than you did. Like, Bryce Young carried his team. Like, Bryce Young did all this stuff. And I'm not saying that C.J. Stroud didn't carry the Buckeyes, but ultimately, if I said, hey, do you want somebody who played under Nick Saban or do you want someone that played under Ryan Day? By the way, five minutes ago, Ryan Day got done doing college game day. What did they ask Ryan Day about? Hey, what do you think of the S2 results? What did Ryan Day do? Floats this whole story about how, you know, he talked to the S2 people and that they said that it was irresponsible to leak the results and some of the test results weren't actually correct. And it's like, this is what happens. So, let me get this right. You're the head, your buddy's head coach. You're CJ Stroud's head coach. Yeah. You're going to go on college game day. You're going to float what basically, basically is a conspiracy theory of sorts by saying, hey, the test results weren't exactly accurate. And, you know, basically take the, take the balls out of the S2 test result. Like, I understand why you got to do that, but you're just furthering the conversation. So he does poorly. Now you got to defend him. And it's like, dude, yes. The question was, is he damaged goods? Yes, he is. He's not going to be the number one overall pick now. He may not even be a top three pick now. Like, that's the problem for C.J. Stroud. Now, that said, is the guy going to have a great career? Yeah, probably. Honestly, probably. Yeah. I think he will. Probably. I absolutely think he will. And, and listen to C.J. Stroud. Here's what he says about the, the S2 test. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a test taker, so uh, I play football uh, for me. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, I don't got nothing to prove to nobody. So I don't, I'm not going to sit here and explain how I process football. The people who are making the picks know what I can do. Um, so that's all that matters to me. There's a whole bunch of uh, people who know how to coach better, know how to play quarterback better, know how to do everything on social media. But um, – a man in the arena, that, that's what's tough, is, is stepping in the arena 10 toes. So, um, and I'm going to stand on that. And I know what I can do. I know I can process well. I know if I'm not if I'm not the smartest quarterback in this draft, um, I know I'm one of the smartest quarterbacks in the NFL when I step in there tomorrow. So I got confidence in myself. And I and uh, I don't think you can play at Ohio State and not be smart. So um, I don't got nothing to prove to nobody, man. Uh, at the end of the day, if you don't trust and believe in me, uh, all I can tell you is watch this. And I do, I do feel bad for the kid. I mean, I really do feel bad for him because – I agree it's irresponsible to leak the result. Mm -hmm. But the result is the result. And now you're asking, I mean, you're essentially walking up to C.J. Stroud there saying, hey, how stupid are you, kid? Like, it, he, he deserves yeah. better. He deserves better. But the bottom line is, it, it doesn't matter what you deserve. This is your current circumstance. And when I look at, and when I look at the mock draft and I, and I see that you're like Tennessee wants to trade up to get CJ Stroud. I say absolutely right because you got to move on in your quarterback situation. Oh, well, and look at the you money know, it costs them. Like number one overall, you're getting forty one million dollars. Yeah. Number three, you're getting thirty eight point two. So it is going to cost them some money. For and sure. he's better than Malik Willis. He right now he's better than Malik Willis, who who is likely or was at some point the year apparent to Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, you guys remember Malik Willis, right? Had a couple nice games. Then had a couple not so nice games, 
and now all of a sudden they're moving on from him. Yeah. So that's how and, it works. And I think I think if you're the Titans, you should pay Ryan Tannehill and you should let C.J. Stroud learn the system. And I think that's the right thing to do. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I just – I think the, the only answer that I have that makes any sense on C.J. Stroud um, is that that was the day uh, that he chose to skip his bucked-up energy. And, you know – that, that's all I can come up with. Yeah, dude. You know, and, it, and what I would have said to C.J. Stroud is, hey, man, you got to get yourself some pixie pump from, from Bucked Up. Hey, look you, at you got to get yourself some Buckshot yeah, dude. from Bucked Up. You got to do it. The Buckshot is absolutely where it's at. Um, I cannot wait to get mine to my front door because I think it makes a huge difference. And right now in the uh, description below, you can get yourself free samples, six free samples of Buckshot in the description below. Just click the link. It says free samples Buckshot. They'll send them right to your door. And you guys, the thing I like about Buckshot is that on the regular, you take, you drink a, a Buckshot and it's that small energy shot and it makes your brain clearer. It gives you all day energy so you can be productive. It doesn't matter if you're going to the gym or if you're going to sit in front of a computer and do your job. It makes you more productive because it's clean all day, long-lasting energy that gives you epic focus and productivity. Fast. And so many times, you guys, I think we hear about supplements and supplement companies that are like, we're going to make you jacked. Do you Ripped even lift? on the rack. Right? Like, oh, do you, you even lift? The thing that I think is amazing, and that's why I love the Pixie Pump so much yes. as well, buckedup.com, these little, it, there's powder in here. This is, this is the Pixie Pump, um, and you can see it right there. It is the watermelon flavored Pixie Pump. So good. And I'll probably regret this because every time I do this, the only time I ever cough about Pixie Pump is when I do it on the show. Uh -huh. But it, it quite literally <coughs> is just this, this powder. So you've torn it open. I you tear it open. Yep. And it's, it's, it quite literally. Yeah. Pop it open. <coughs> I put it under my tongue. It dissolves. Boom. And what you notice in... For me, it's like five minutes. You just get a higher sense of clarity. You just feel a lot more alert. Yeah. You feel like the lights are on full blast, right? Like, that's what I love about Bucked Up. All of their products work. Use them. Buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty to get 20% off at checkout. But don't take my word for it. Get the free Buckshot samples in the description of this uh, show here on YouTube. If you're listening on our audio podcast, hello. I don't know. I'm not sure why. Hello, Germany. We we had like 7,000 listens the other day in Germany. Okay. I don't know why, but welcome to the showroom. Yeah. Buckedup.com. Promo code Monty to get 20% off your purchase uh, at buckedup.com. Giggity. My four cases of Bucked Up just delivered today. Can't wait to finally try it. Oh, Giggity, do tell. What did you... Uh, what did you get there, Giggity? Yeah, what did you get, what, dude? Did you get the Miami? Did you get the energy drink? What did we yeah. uh, What did we get there? I love it. Truck Stop Gumby says snort it. Nah, I don't no. think so, dude. No, I don't think so. J.K. Marshall, buckshots must be like cocaine, asking for a friend. Well, I mean, it depends on what you use cocaine for. Yeah. J.K. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think they're, you know. Uh, Brandon Butler says you snort that and you can see through time. Cocaine and hookers, my friend. How else would you do this job? Yeah. Right? Uh, better call Saul. 
Tanner, you can consider Vince Young career good, not great. He has Pro Bowls. Oh God, is Tanner what, what espousing? Are we doing? Please, what are we doing with Vince Young, please, dude? Please, please don't bring up you guys. L- listen, listen. And I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit the switch. Okay, Tanner can't hear us. Now listen to me. Can you single up real quick? I, this feels like you know. Donovan, is that you? Donovan McNabb? Oh, look. A really shitty quarterback. Donovan McNabb just walked into the room. All right, cool, bro. (laughs) Since Tanner can't hear me, um, you guys. Yeah. Don't bring up the name Donovan McNabb. When I hit the switch back and Tanner can hear everything. Yeah, don't hit. Don't. Don't Don't bring up Donovan McNabb. Yeah, don't, don't bring it up, dude. Don't bring it up because, you know. My guy loses his mind. He doesn't want to understand that in the biggest game of his career, Donovan McNabb threw up on the field. I'm sure that got the chunks got stuck on his face mask. I'm just saying. Do you view this season as a failure? Uh, Donovan, your thoughts. Um. Let's see. J.K. Marshall, can we talk about Vince Young now, please? Okay, what's your Bro, question what about Vince Young? what do you want to Young? talk about with Vince Young, man? Greg Romano. Lamar Jackson scored a 13 on the Wonderlick, and today he's the highest-paid quarterback in hey, the NFL. That's not a, that's a fair point, though. Like, I, you know. You do not have to win to get paid. No, you don't even have to be healthy to get paid. You don't. It's true. I mean, you don't have to get healthy. Giggity says he ordered Miami Mango Tango Gym and Juice and Blood Raz. Yes! Let's go, baby. Also got my second can of organic greens. Dude, the organic greens from Bucked Up are phenomenal. I put them in my morning shake every morning. It was awesome. Um, I, I just, listen, you guys. I don't know how else to... I don't begrudge Lamar Jackson for getting paid. I don't. And if you're just tuning into the show, Lamar Jackson is now the highest paid player in the NFL. He came to an agreement today with the Baltimore Ravans. And um, <coughs> listen, I don't, I don't dislike Lamar. He just would never be the starting quarterback on my team. Like With all due respect. Ever. You know, for the last few months... There's been a lot of he say, she say, a lot of nail biting, a lot of head scratching going on. But for the next five years, it's a lot of flock going on. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Let's go. Let's go, man. Can't wait to get there. Can't wait to be there. Can't wait to light up MT for the next five years, man. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's go. Let's go. Now, if I put on these sunglasses and say, let's go, do I get $52 million a let's year? Let's go. Do I have to break my leg to get $52 Please. million a year? Let's go. Ice this, up. This guy. Okay, let me. I'm going dis- to. I'm disengaging Lamar mode here. I don't dislike Lamar Jackson, but I just would never pay him that kind of money. I just wouldn't. Oh, God. It, first of all, what is McNabb SZN? I, I don't know what that is. But is that Lamar Jackson or Donovan McNabb? You know, I would I would take Lamar Jackson over Donovan. I uh, you know, <laughs> fucking Cole Beasley. I would take Cole Beasley over Donovan McNabb. 
Uh, maybe that speaks to the validity or lack thereof of the S2 test. Now pass me, uh, pass me the buckshot bong. I don't know what you mean. I'm going to, let me, I'm going to get in, get in the mood here. Um, all right. Sunglasses are on. All right. Uh, yeah, we're going to break out the powder here. Uh, okay, here we go. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. Dude, you just put it right on your tongue. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. That motion is mm. pretty comfortable for you. Let's go. Let's go. Flock up. Flock up. <gasps> Big trust. Jansen says S-Z-N means season. I know what it means. <laughs> I know what it fucking means. Can I please? Yeah, can I please just disrespect (laughs) Donovan McNabb on my own personal terms? Ain't ducking, no smoke. Man, seriously. (laughs) Salty drunk. Came out and said S Z N means season. Bro, have you not heard of duck season? Salty drunk says Jake, you swallowed that like a pro, dude. Dude, you know what, man? I'm real good at swallowing Pixie Pump, man. It just it is what it dude, is. Dude, I'm telling you, Pixie Pump is the pimp. Yeah, man. That is what it is. Yeah. All right, it's time, you guys. We cannot wait anymore. Oh man, dude. It is uh, absolutely the Monty Show NFL mock draft presented by our good friends at the Advocates, theAdvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. If you've been in an accident, and you've been asking yourself. Why have I not gone to an attorney? Should I go to an attorney? Yes, you should right now today. Theadvocates.com. All right, Jake. Yes, yes, yes. The number one pick. This ain't even a conversation, bro. Carolina Panthers, you're taking what at number one? Bryce Young. All day. All day long. All day long, man. The Houston Texans. Now, Mm -hmm. this is where there's going to be some hairy armpits here. Yeah. Because here's the question. Yep. You don't have a quarterback on that roster. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like Davis Mills, with all due respect, you're fucking terrible. Garbage. Right? Like you're not good. But they can't take CJ Stroud because he has the same agent as Deshaun Watson. It's awkward. The whole thing's awkward. Yeah. So knowing you don't have a quarterback. <clears throat> What would your tact be here? Because I would be trading out of this spot. Right. um, And I would be, and this is just my opinion, I would be trying to get two picks because they also have the 12th pick in the draft. I would be trying to trade with Tennessee. And, hey, you know what? If if you are are Tennessee Mm. and you have the 11th pick and then you trade that, to Houston and Houston gets the 11th and 12th pick, that's probably going to get you a pretty dang good quarterback. Now, do we believe that you would still have access to Will Levis? No, I don't think you would have access to Will Levis, but you certainly would have access, in my opinion, to a lot of quality quarterbacks such as and like, in my opinion, Hendon Hooker, you would have access to Jaron Hall. You would have access to, and I think one of the real under-the-radar quarterbacks in this draft is going to be Clayton Toon from Houston. I think he is going to be way under the radar. You would have the ability, but here's the issue. 
Are you going to spend the 11th or 12th pick on Jaron Hall? You're probably not. Yeah. Right? So then the question becomes, okay, well, at that point, at that point in the draft, who is the best defensive end edge rusher available? You're probably going to have access to, I mean, I would guess Miles Murphy from Clemson Mm -hmm. would be there. Lucas Van Ness from Iowa certainly should be there. So if you really like if you really like one of those two guys, um, I think certainly if you look at you know Br- Brian Breesy from Clemson, uh, you know Cansey from Pitt is going to be a stud in this league. Uh, Kalajah Cansey I think is going to be amazing. Yeah. Now is that Jalen Carter? It's not. But if Jalen Carter's there at eleven or twelve, are you taking him? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I don't think he will be. But what I'm telling you is, if I'm Houston and I'm not taking a quarterback at number two, I'm trading out. Yeah, you know, I think the other the other thing you got to remember is <clears throat> if if you're Houston at number two, and let's say that, you know, let's just follow the mock drafts just to make it easy. Let's say you take Will Anderson at number two. Okay, great. I, absolute stud on defense. No matter what your next pick is, and their next pick would be uh, 12. Correct. Right? So at 12, at that point, I think you'd have to go with an offensive player, meaning... You'd either have to just suck it up and know that your quarterback sucks, but you're just going to go with it because you're the Houston Texans, which means you could go after Smith and Jigba, which I don't think would be a terrible pick. But at the same time, I'm not a big believer in going out and getting skill position if you don't have a quarterback. So I'm inclined to go with what you were saying, where I would be looking to to move up in the draft somehow, some way, uh, out of 12. I don't know what that looks like for them or what – what they could possibly do. But yeah, I mean, I would, I, they need to figure out quarterback. Again, we've been having this conversation about everything to do with Lamar. Like, this league is a have or have not a quarterback league. Like, you look at the teams that don't have quarterbacks, no, they're not certain. good. They just simply are not good. So yeah, if you want to go and get, let's say, Smith and Jigma, great, go and get him. That's awesome. But he's going to put up numbers for you, you know, all things considered. But he's not going to be the guy that he could be if he had a proper slinger back there. Listen, I think if Houston doesn't take a quarterback, it's a huge mistake to take Will Anderson um, at number two for that team. By That's the way, just my you, opinion. Haven't you been through the outside linebacker defensive end ringer in Houston already? Haven't you had the Jadavion Clownies, the yeah. JJ Watts? Like you've been through that before, so like. So that's why I say, like, yeah, sure, Will Anderson is available. And, yeah, if you pick him, no one's going to criticize you. Absolutely not. But but ultimately, you got to get a quarterback, and you need to do whatever it takes to get the best quarterback available to you have just, at that point. You have – you have, you guys. So at number two, at number two, if you're, if you're not interested in C.J. Stroud because of his agent, okay, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, and I know we have our opinions on Anthony Richardson, but my point is is – you know, you've got a plethora of guys available. I'd trade back. I would trade back, and I would take the best available quarterback at 11 um, and the best available defensive player at 12. That's what I would do. Uh, but they won't. And I think Houston is going to draft second, and I think they're going to take Will Anderson, who's going to be a spectacular performer in this league. Um, listen, I think that Tyree Wilson's the better player. I think I think Tyree, the, the end from uh, Texas Tech, I think he's a better player than Will Anderson, but I think that he played at Texas Tech and Will Anderson played at Alabama for Nick Saban, yep. and I think that's why Will Anderson's going to go there. I do think that that Arizona, according to a lot of sources around the draft today, 
who pick your flavor of source guy. They're reporting that Arizona is going to trade out of that spot. I think that if, if that happens, I think the Tennessee Titans would be very wise to go and get CJ Stroud. Mm-hmm. I think if you are, if you are the, if you're the Tennessee Titans, you need your quarterback of the future at number three, Jake. I would take, I would take CJ Stroud. Completely agree. I think you got, you got to move on from this window you've been in with Ryan Tannehill and obviously uh, Malik Willis for a cup of coffee. Like, yeah, you need to move on and you need to get a franchise quarterback. You know, and, and again, this is one of those questions. Um, how do you justify? And I guess this is where this is where it gets difficult. If you're Tennessee, can you truly tell a kid, "Oh yeah, we're we're in a position where our offense, you know, I mean, we're trying to trade King Henry, but our offense is going to be amazing." I don't know that you can say that. And I think the hardest part for me, and again, this is just me. I think when you look at when you look at these teams, like Arizona is a perfect example. Arizona at number three has got to get better defensively. Mm-hmm. You got to get better defensively, but they're going to trade out, and they're going to wind up missing on 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 a lot of big names. Tyree Wilson at number three would be perfectly justifiable if you're the Arizona Cardinals. That's the cat you need, and. Frankly, if you trade out, let's say you trade it out down to seven, eight, nine. Yeah. The Raiders, Falcons, Bears. You're probably still going to get Tyree Wilson in that position. Like, it, for my money, I think if you're Arizona, you should be drafting defense there, but they're going to trade out of that spot. And I have no problem with Tennessee taking CJ Stroud there at all. Number four, the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Holy. What a mess, Uh, I don't know what you do if you're the Indianapolis Colts. You got to take the best offensive lineman available to you here. Um, This is just my this is just my opinion. Yeah, but Um, but they're not going to do that. And I listen. I totally understand it. Again, you need a quarterback here. Will Levis is not this dude. Will Levis is just not this guy. And I, I I've said it before. I'll say it again. They want to stop in Indianapolis. They are desperate to stop the door from just being a revolving door of quarterbacks. Yep. I mean, and it really started at Peyton Manning because Andrew Luck was just hurt for so much time. Yep. But you've had opportunities to get quarterbacks that you've routinely passed on. So now the milk drinker's coming to you, and you somehow think you're going to be the cure for this cat. And, and I just don't see it. I understand. He's 6'4". He's got a massive arm, and he's probably got a huge foot to go with it. I totally get it. I'm telling you right now, it's a mistake to take Will Levis here. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's too high. I think that's what they're going to do. Like, are you a Will Levis guy as a player? I mean, yeah, as a player, I think he's fine. I think he's more than talented. He's obviously got, got a huge arm, played in pro-style offense, which you really like as far as development is concerned. You know, he's not a guy that is going to take five seasons to learn how to go through a progression like He's, he's someone that will should theoretically, based on his college time, develop in two seasons. He should do that. But here's the problem I have. You talked about all the quarterbacks that Indianapolis has gone through. Peyton Manning's last season was was uh, 2010, right? He retired after 13 that. 13 years ago. Curtis Painter played for one year, right? That was the Dan Orlovsky as a backup year. Oh, God, here we Three go. Three years, 12 to 14, Andrew Luck. 15, Matt Hasselbeck. 16, Andrew Luck. 17, Jacoby Brissett. 18, Andrew Luck. 19, Jacoby Brissett. 20, Philip Rivers. 21, Carson Wentz. 22, Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger, 
and Nick Foles all saw time. So, yeah, is is Will Levis a weird dude who eats banana peels? Yeah, he is. Is he a dude that's uh, uh, scared of milk walking around an NFL facility? Yeah, he is. But you need a quarterback, and you need reliability at that position. But, but this is very different than the number two pick. You know, I agree. Will Anderson or Ty, like – Whoever your favorite pass rusher is. Okay, yeah. this is a very different conversation. This is a quarterback. Yeah. And I look at Will Levis as a guy who I think ha- gets awfully uncomfortable when you ask him to stand in the pocket. Mm-hmm. And when he feels pressure in the pocket, his <laughs> eyes tend to come down. He becomes a guy that's just not special in those situations. Of and the best quarterbacks become special in those situations. Can you train that out of him? Yeah, probably. He's got a massive arm. He's probably got the best arm of any quarterback in this draft, Agreed. frankly. Agreed. Right? But you just get worried, you know, when his eyes drop and he doesn't. His biggest issue is if you're going to run a route tree where you've got four receivers, which I think we see on a regular basis in the NFL, Will Levis is never going to let that top come off the defense because he's not patient. So he's going to throw a lot of balls into double coverage. He's going to throw a lot of balls down the field that should never be thrown. And the question is, does he ever surpass Mitch Trubisky? Does he ever surpass that average quarterback who's a terrible decision maker? He does not. But here's the other thing in his favor. After, and really it's Bryce Young in my opinion, but Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, I don't know that there's a pro bowler in this mix. Oh, man. I don't know that there is. And I'm sure there is. Bryce Young for sure is a pro bowler. C.J. Stroud is for sure a pro bowler. C.J. Stroud, in my opinion, is damaged goods. Again, not to be redundant. C.J. Stroud is damaged goods. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. But what I'm also telling you is C.J. Stroud has the talent, the ability, and the mentality to carry a football team. Mm -hmm. And he works hard. I don't know that I can say that all about Will Levis. Mm. I don't know that I can say that about Hendon Hooker. I certainly don't believe that about Anthony Richardson. I don't. And maybe I'm just a jerk, and and maybe I I just don't know what I'm talking about. Well, the same issues you presented with Will Levis, Anthony Richardson shares those. I mean, again, Ute fans are very familiar with Anthony Richardson. What did he do to Utah? Ran all over the field, created chaos, and then made plays. And I think that's what works at the college level, but unfortunately... You know, when when you get to the NFL level, these guys are are what probably a step and a half faster than they are in college, at yeah. least. So you don't have the time to just run around. And again, like I think it was Greg who commented that said, "Hey, you don't have to win to get paid." That's very true. So you don't. That's you know. exactly right. So if you're Anthony Richardson or you're Will Levis, you're just you're just like, all right, cool. Who's going to draft me? But if I'm, you know, again, if I'm, you know, the Colts, I I think the trouble is is when you're building an NFL team it's really difficult to make proper decisions at the second and third level of your roster when you don't even have a quarterback. And I I don't disagree. This is a weird guy who does have a big arm but spent most of his time outside the pocket. I'm telling Granted, you. it was a pro-style offense, so, like, you know, what do you weigh more? I'm just telling you, man, it, it, at number four overall, it has to be a no doubt about it. That's no right. No worry pick. So, for them... What do I think they'll do? They're going to take Will Levis. What yeah. should they do? They need to find the solution that is most in demand for them. So if that's, you know, if they feel like they, if quarterback is the thing that you feel like you need the most, then take quarterback. But 
I just think that if you're looking at your roster, you got to be like, all right, how can I build this roster the most efficient way possible? And does Will fit into that mix? Yeah. Uh, Kyle J says Tyree over Will Anderson is comical. Okay. Well, I mean, that might be for you, but I'm telling you when, when you look at Tyree Wilson and you look at what that homie is, he is in my, in, in my opinion, when you are the size that he is and you can run as fast as he can run, forget it. It just the, in, in the, the very fact that he closes as quick as anybody, I, I mean, off an edge, like the, the guy is remarkable. And you're playing in a league where offenses are far from pro style. Like you're running around with your hair on fire and you see a guy that, that absolutely has arms and hands that he leverages. I mean, Tyree Wilson leverages his hands and arms I think he's the best defensive player in the country at using his 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 tools. And you put his speed on top of that. You put his physicality on top of that. I think what I have liked to see a lot more, you know, would I like to see 20 sacks a year? Sure, I would. Would I have liked him to be the, you know, the 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 win the accolades of a Will Anderson who, what I think it was two-timed, you know, defensive player of the year in the SEC. Uh, which is, I believe, a very, I think David Pollock is the only other player. Uh, Greeny said this morning to win that award twice. Like, yeah, sure, I would have loved to have seen those accolades. But you know what I also love? I love what my eyes saw with Tyree. And I'm telling you that Tyree Wilson, if he winds up with the Chicago Bears, I will not complain. Because he is Khalil Mack, but better, mm -hmm. faster, stronger, and more capable with his tools. <clears throat> and you look at Will Anderson, and, it's, and I feel like this largely flew under the radar. It's not like Will Anderson had some ridiculous combine. Yeah, is the guy an amazing athlete? Is it no doubt like what he's going to do to your football team? Yeah, it's no doubt about it. But the problem is, is Will Anderson ran a 4.640, which is incredibly fast by human standard, but by number two overall pick, you know, defensive end shredded guy standard, it's a little slow, just a touch slow. And people were talking about that. And it begs the question... Hey, if you don't have Will Anderson available to you, who's the next Will Anderson type? And that dude is that guy for sure. I think the only complaint that I have about about a guy like Will Anderson is he he comes in hot. He plays. He is at times over aggressive. I can coach that out of him. Mm -hmm. So there's no downside to Will Anderson. There's no downside to Tyree Wilson. Like we can sit here and we can argue back and forth about it. Um, you know, but I, I think, Kyle, I think they're they're very close. You look at Will Anderson. The thing you love about Will Anderson is he's tenacious and he never stops. Mm -hmm. You love the fact that they send two, three guys after him. His ability to stack those those offensive guys, linemen, multiple linemen, fullbacks, his ability to to just to hold those guys off and get to the, the ball is amazing. Facts. Amazing. Yeah. They're both very good at it. But that intangible speed in the National Football League, you 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 cannot teach speed. You just can't. And I I don't disagree with you. I think it is I think it is very close and I'm telling you that Tyree Wilson Yeah. I I think he is, he is just He's got legit, it, dude. dude. He is Don't he's sleep just on him. got it. Yeah. You know, like it, it is 
I'm a fucking unit. If you wind up with either one of those guys, and and let's be it, let's not even let's not even play around. Houston, if they stay at number two, they're they're taking Will Anderson. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. You can't go wrong, dude. You can't go wrong. Yeah, in, in any way, shape, or form. All right, so I think we both agree Will Levis or a quarterback at number four. Yeah, number five. This is where things get really foggy. The mirror is very steamy here at number five with the Seattle Seahawks. Um. I'm interested in, in if this is, is this where Anthony Richardson or Jalen Carter ends up? Because mm-hmm. I think this is the first opportunity for Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson to come off the board right here. Mm-hmm. This is the first spot. But, dude, you look at the needs of the Seattle Seahawks, and there is no question that they have got to rebuild the Legion of Boom. Yeah. They have got to put the D back in defense. And... There is no doubt in my mind that Jalen Carter is the right guy. If you're taking defense, there is no question. Their interior defensive line has been weak sauce. Yeah. And I think when you look at Seattle, they you either – and it just depends on the evaluation here. But you're either going to go with the very best pass rusher off the edge or you're going to go with that Aaron Donald type in, in the middle – and I, I honestly think Carter Carter does both of those things. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I could also see them. I could also see them taking Anthony Richardson here. Yeah, here's my deal, though. I don't know why you'd take Anthony Richardson number five overall when you have Geno. And I know Geno's not a world beater. But, but he's G- also not a long-term fit. I know he's not a long-term fit, but Jalen Carter types don't just show up in the draft every single year, right? Like Jalen Carter, and look, I'm not a Jalen Carter guy. If it was my team, wouldn't be drafting, buddy. I think he's irresponsible off the field. I think he likes himself some Jalen Carter a little too much. Like, I think he has some issues. That said. But is the drag racing death machine thing, is that a real red flag for you in terms of you would never draft him? Or like how how much has that changed your opinion? Yeah, on it's changed my opinion on a lot of them. I, I thought he was I thought he was the best player in the draft before that happened. But the fact is uh, in the NFL, like the off the field stuff does matter, especially with what's happened over the years as, as far as, you know, guys getting suspended, you know, everything under the sun. I mean, we've all seen it, the domestic violence stuff, like everything yes. that the league's gone through. And I think the last thing that, you know, any franchise needs is a guy that's going to be in trouble off the field wow. on the regular. And the problem is, is that he's so damn good at one point, you know, several weeks ago they were talking about taking him number one overall at one point like that's how good this guy was and so to me it's like if you're seattle yeah you got to take him and i know gino's not a long-term fit but he's good enough for now and again i'd rather have Jalen and rebuild the defense then go and get a quarterback than get a guy in anthony richardson who i'm who me personally i'm not sure that he has the goods and try to make that work with a with a terrible defense. Yeah. That just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think it's a, it's a great point. I think I think I'd take Jalen Carter. I think it, at this point, um, you know, I, I again I will just go back and and go back to my point of I think there's really only three candidates here: Jalen Carter one, Tyree Wilson two, but I also think Christian Gonzalez, the corner out of Oregon. I think this is the first spot that Christian Gonzalez could go mm-hmm. um, because they need a lockdown corner. I think it is one of their bigger needs. I think it is one of the bigger issues that they've had recently. Um, I think Geno Smith has brought great calm to their quarterback position. And I say, hey, that's a great story. I would go defense, especially with Pete Carroll. And 
I think, I don't know, if you if you need a disruptive force on defense, it, it almost makes perfect sense to take Jalen Carter here. The question is, what do you look at? I mean, this is a guy that pleaded no contest mm-hmm. to this street racing thing. And I think he pled no contest to reckless driving. Yeah. Um, that means that you're throwing your hands up in the air. It's not a guilty plea, but it's the same as a guilty plea. You are saying, I'm not going to argue this charge. Let's just get it over with. Um, I think he, I think Jalen Carter's a top five player. We talked about this at length when the bears had the number one pick. We talked about this at length. I would love to have Jalen Carter as, as a defensive lineman with the bears. I don't think you can take a, uh, a, a, a flyer on him at the top of the draft. And I'll also say that shitty pro day he had where he looked fat, slow, and uninterested. I think that did more damage than the no contest plea to reckless driving. Yeah. Because it showed that he was not working hard. That's those are my concerns. Like I don't worry about that. If if I am Tyree Wilson, I'll never have to answer a question about my motor, my want to, my work ethic, my skill, my physical build, none of that stuff. You're gonna put Tyree Wilson in the NFL. He's gonna give you ten sacks every year. Agreed. There's no doubt about it. The question here is, can you save Jalen Carter? Because if you can, I think you take him. Yeah. I think you take him. Number six. The Detroit Lions, um, this is the Matthew Stafford pick uh, that would be normally with the Rams. Um, I don't think there's any doubt they've got to secure their secondary. Like, is this is this even a conversation? I think you look at the Detroit Lions, I think they need to get safeties, corners, and later in the draft you can get a wide receiver. Yep. I would be all over the best safety or corner available in this draft and when I look at the when I look at the you know honestly I don't think this is a great safety draft I think Brian Branch at, at Alabama is very good I think Sidney Brown from Illinois is very good mm-hmm. um, certainly you know Jair Brown from Penn State's very good but dude I think this draft is littered with corners mm-hmm. I think Witherspoon from Illinois is the best corner in this draft um, I think Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State. Uh, again, I think Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. I'd be, I would be on corner here. I would be on corner here, but I think it's awfully difficult to pass on defensive line. I, yeah. You have a lot of needs here. My guess is they'll wind up. I w- I would take I would take Witherspoon from Illinois. Yeah, I think. All of the people who were old enough to appreciate Darrell Revis back in the day, that kind of guy who, you know, can lock down, you know, one side of the field, let's say, or can be, can basically make it so that you don't want to throw to that side of the field. That's what this Witherspoon cat can do. I mean, he's talented, he's fast, he's got size, like he can do that. And I think the thing for the Lions is that they're this team that was right on the edge. We remember they were right on the edge of making the postseason and just couldn't quite Get over well, the hump. Geez, when you're 31st in the NFL on yards per pass. Well, and that's like my that's thing. Like, that's 31st in the NFL. You're almost dead last. So I say, like, yeah, you do need defensive line, yeah. but I'd be cornerback, too. Yeah, I would. Devon Weatherspoon from Illinois makes a lot of sense. I'm I'm probably higher than most people on Emmanuel Forbes. I mean, 6'1", 165 is phenomenal. I mean, just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And... 14 interceptions in three seasons in the SEC is freaking unbelievable. That had probably, in my opinion, I think he's the best corner available, but I know he doesn't rank high, and I know that people don't get 
you know, I don't think he does. Uh, yeah. By the way, Better Call Saul says, Jake, whip it out on each pick. Okay, you need me to whip it out on each pick. I got you, bro. That's okay. right. By the way, Shador Sanders is in. Shador Sanders <laughs> says, I'll be in the NFL next year. Really? You, well, you might the lie wanna... detector test determined that was a lie. You probably should be the best quarterback in the Pac-12 first. Try being the best quarterback on your team first. Like... Uh, Saul says, Will Levis to Seattle. I don't think he gets past Indy, though. By the way, the draft starts in one hour and one minute. One hour and one minute. Um, so that gives you plenty, you guys, plenty of time to order your Papa Murphy's pizza using the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. And don't you dare forget the meatball marinara. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with savory ground beef covered in tangy tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza. Download the Papa Murphy's mobile app. It's super easy to use, you guys. Um, You can put your order in anytime you want. Five in the morning to pick up at five in the afternoon. You tell them what time you're going to pick it up. They'll have it on the rack ready to go for you when you walk in the door. Your uh, Papa Murphy's Pizza will be ripped on the rack. Okay. Um, <laughs> use the promo um, code. What are you reading? Monty25. Right, Rappaport. Looking at, uh, he tweeted, the Titans have had conversations about a potential trade up to number three, among other spots. We knew that. Uh, they have not had conversations centered around DeAndre Hopkins, though. The so, Titans. Yeah. No, the, the Baltimore Ravens have to trade for DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. I, I just don't was, I don't think there's there's any choice about it. There you was some noise it. about an hour ago, apparently, while we were doing the show, Grum, that mm-hmm. the Cardinals were trying to send the number three pick to the Titans for uh, DeAndre. So, you know, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I don't. That doesn't make a lot or of the sense. The number three and DeAndre Hopkins to the Titans for the number 11 pick. My that apologies. doesn't make yeah. a lot of sense. In my opinion, I understand that the Arizona Cardinals need to unload DeAndre Hopkins. I think moving from 3 to 11 and giving up DeAndre Hopkins is just foolish. Yeah. That, the math doesn't make sense. I mean, and, and again, the Arizona Cardinals are one of the worst organizations in all of sports. And I'm just telling you now that I just don't believe... Um, I just don't believe that it is... And this is just my opinion. I just don't believe that it is smart for them to trade out. No. You know, I, I, but, but again, what do I know? You know, I, I'm not, I'm not a general manager. I don't own football teams. So, you know, Hey, whatever, whatever they feel like it is, it is right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lopes fan, Gabe. Whoa. Brandon says, I see Jaron in the XFL. Jaron Hall. No, nah, Jaron Hall's an NFL quarterback. Yep. Yeah. Lopes fan, Gabe says, hit the like button casuals. Thank you. Um, Tanner Plummer says, I can see Jaron Hall going to the Patriots. Yeah, I think he very much needs to be a system guy. He, the problem is, I think the New England Patriots are all in on Mac Jones. Yeah, I like football, I like football season, all the things that go with and it. And I think the New England Patriots, um, have a dearth of picks in the first four rounds of this draft. 
And I think it's just a matter of, I, I, I mean, I would assume they're going to go offensive line. Yeah, you must. I think you have to. Uh, but again, that's just my opinion. Again, I'm just a talk yeah, show their, host over here. First pick is 14. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely taking the best offensive lineman available. There is no doubt about that. That or you've got to get an over-the-top wide receiver. Um, one of those two. But right now, it's very difficult to buy offensive line. Yeah. Um, and I think if you look at, man, who are the best offensive linemen in this draft? At that level, at that level, Skaronsky's going to be gone. I would think Paris Johnson's gone. I mean, Darnell Wright from Tennessee, I think, is also very good. Um, you know, Matthew Bergeron from Syracuse, Broderick Jones from Georgia, uh, excellent. Uh, Carter Warren from Pitt, I think, is going to be a savage. Um, you know, I, I mean, Oklahoma, who had a terrible year last year, has a kid named Anton Harrison, um, who I've seen a lot of that I like a lot. I think Blake Freeland from BYU mm -hmm. uh, is going to be a very solid rotational offensive lineman to start his career. That's where I would go. I If I am the New England Patriots, I'm either taking a top off the defense wide receiver, uh, which is not generally, that's not Bill's style. Um, and I mean, at 14, Smith and Jigba is not going to be there anyway. Um, Zay Flowers, I think, is a hell of a wide receiver. Um, you know, I, I the guy I don't know about, you know, because if you think of the best receivers in this draft, Jackson Smith and Jigba, by anybody's measure, yes. is the best receiver in this draft. Yes. I think you look at Zay Flowers. I think Jordan Addison um, is the third best wide receiver. Um, you, you have a little pause because of how good his quarterback was. So it gives you a little bit of pause. Um, but, I mean, the burners on Jordan Addison and how quickly he gets up to speed. The guy I don't know and that I don't trust my opinion on is Quentin Johnston uh -huh. from TCU because I just don't buy into the guy. I don't see NFL stud. I see NFL slot receiver. Um, you know, he is excellent once you get him the football. Um, he, he is he's very tough to bring down. Obviously, he is a big dude, 6'3", 200. Um, he was an integral part of that TCU offense. But does his game translate to the NFL, like, without a doubt? Mm, mm. I, I, I don't know about that. He, he he has some tightness in his lower half. I think he's not a guy that is durable or flexible below the waist. Yeah. Which terrifies you because when you're, when you're stiff in the knees and the hips, that limits your top-end speed. I would much rather go with a, you know, a Jaden Reed from Michigan State um, is somebody that comes to mind. I mean, Cedric Tillman. Um, well, hell, his teammate Jalen Hyatt at Tennessee. Jalen Hyatt's the real deal. Six foot, 175. Um, I think he's a guy that you want to talk about explosion. That's a guy that I would go with as an explosive receiver. But, yeah. you know, it, it is, it's one of those things where I don't know that you have a real, I don't know you have a real pulse on that. And I think Bill Belichick is much more. We're talking about the Patriots at 14. I think he's much more going to go with with the foundational pieces to rebuild his football team. They, they're they keeping Mac Jones. I think you have to go offensive line. I agree 100%. You know? I think, you know, if you don't have – and again, you know, it's not even – you know, obviously it is about Mac Jones, but if you take Mac out for a second, what about the run game? What about, you know, all the stuff you're trying to do on offense keys on getting protection? And I think, 
again, and I'm going to keep saying it, the best teams in the league have a quarterback and they have offensive line and they can win the battle in the trenches, which allows them to do anything they want to do. So yep. if I'm the Patriots, yeah, I definitely go offensive line. Yep, totally agree with that. Um, let's see. Delaric says Quint is at best a late uh, first, mid-second round uh, and is a slaughter number two. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, Hyatt's are a second, uh, are a round two guy. Probably, probably, but it, it really, did, I think one of the things that we're going to see in this draft, I think there are going to be some surprises. Anthony Richardson, I'm telling you, is going to is going to blow somebody's draft up. Mm -hmm. And every year, and if you look on the channel, I did a short on this today. Every year, there's a general manager or an owner that falls in love with a guy's <laughs> pro day. Every single year it happens. That's yep. Anthony Richardson this year. Yep. And we can sit here and talk about how Jamarcus Russell can sit at the 40-yard the line on the other side and throw all the way to the other end zone. Hey, that's really cool. Yeah. I couldn't read a defense to save his dick, right? No, so no, no. What good did that do you? And wouldn't watch tape. And wouldn't work out. You look at Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's another guy that, wow, he was amazing and he wants to play baseball, <coughs> but look at him giving up that money. The Cardinals fell in love with him. And what has he been? He has been a guy that has a personality problem, who's a terrible teammate, who doesn't put in the work. He doesn't, by all accounts, doesn't want to watch film. True. So it, that, that's every single year. Every single year. But you look at some of the past drafts. And I think in this, I think in this, and again, this is just my opinion. I think in this draft, the wide receivers are the particular group that will be deep and will be really productive in the NFL. Because, again, I think you, you look at, like, Quentin Johnson's a guy that I don't know the answer on. He's the one guy that I question. Because even like Jonathan Mingo from Old Miss, do, do you really question a guy that's 6'2", 220? Um, I mean, the guy is a behemoth. Yeah. Right? He has big hands, can go up in the air and win, win, win balls. He high physical. points really well. He's physical. You know, those are all translatable skills from the SEC to the NFL. We see that all the time. But I, I look at Anthony Richardson. What did you guys see this year on Anthony Richardson that you were like, man, I got to. Come on, man. Dude, he's, man, I got to have Anthony Richardson. Yeah, the pro day is what they saw last year. That's what they saw. And I'll even talk about like Josh Downs from North Carolina. And we can sit here watching Josh Downs. I mean, his toughness is you're never getting a tougher wide receiver. Yeah. You are never getting a tougher wide receiver. I'm just, I'm telling you that right now. Never are you getting a tougher wide receiver. I think there are 10 wide receivers in this draft that will be productive, solid guys. Mm -hmm. Solid guys. And I just wonder how many, how many, how many of them are going to sit to the third, fourth, fifth round. Oh, we can't take him here. He's got a fifth-round grade on him. Mm -hmm. How many of those guys? By the way, did anybody notice who the starting quarterback that took the San Francisco 49ers to the, to the playoffs? Mr. Irrelevant, the last um, pick in the draft, um, and Brock Purdy. Um, Nine out of these ten guys, dude, I watched Moneyball. These fucking guys don't know what they're talking about. I think Moneyball might be the best story about NFL scouting. Not even baseball scouting, NFL scouting. Yeah. Do you know how many misses happen every single day because a guy's like, well, you know, his butthole is a centimeter too high up his crack. 
<laughs> that means that he's not going to be able to shift his weight properly in the read option offense. Get out of here. Can you measure it? Get out of here. Anyway, uh, Jeremy Callahan, Max Duggan could be the next Purdy. Well, Max Duggan. See, and this is, he's a really interesting guy. And I'm glad you brought Max Duggan up because I think this is going to be a battle. And I wonder, does Max Duggan get drafted? Oh, I know it's crazy and offensive and, oh my God, the heart of the warrior. I don't know that it's offensive. I think that, I think that he had one good year. Problem is he's a four-year starter at TCU, right? And I think if you could put his brain in C.J. Strauss' head, you'd have Tom Brady and Joe Montana combined. Yeah. But you can't. And the problem (laughs) with Max Duggan is, and I don't know how you want to, I don't know how you want to, debate this but let's max duggan's not hard to hit in god's name image and likeness standing right there you want to go hit him go ahead he's not he's not the fastest dude right he doesn't have agility he's not an agile player right he is he is he's right there to get hit by faster bigger linebackers who yes essentially are as big as defensive linemen in college yeah and run like wide receivers because that's what linebackers in the NFL do. And I just, I'm terrified for his safety. Because he's not a phenomenal athlete. Yeah. He's not. It, and, you know, like this whole thing on Stetson Bennett. Nobody <laughs> fucking wants to draft Stetson Bennett. He will be an undrafted quarterback. And that's a national champion. And he's a guy that ran from the cops and seems to like, seems to like Stetson Bennett a lot. Stetson Bennett yeah, does. Yeah, but we'll draft Jalen Carter and... It'll be fine, and, you know. We'll see. We'll see, dude. I think Max Duggan is a huge question mark. That's a guy you bring in, and you're like, okay, show me you can make our practice squad. Because that's who he is. That's who who Brock Purdy was. And then Brock Purdy got a shot. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, I I just, yeah. Uh, Bob Moffat says, Max is like Tim Tebow. Okay. I mean, I mean you're, you're talking bless. Tim Tebow, or, or as, well, and we should call him by his proper name. Jesus Christ is the greatest quarterback in the history of college football. In God's name, image, and likeness. Right? I, I, does anybody argue that, that Tim Tebow's the greatest quarterback in the history of college football? Well, he's no Vince Young, but he'll do. But he was a two or three in the NFL. That was it. He was a two or three in the NFL, period. And... You know, but he won a playoff game. Yeah. But you look at, you look at, who's the best quarterback in college football right now? Uh, Caleb Williams. Is there any doubt that Caleb Williams is the number one pick next year? Nope. Is there any doubt that Caleb Williams played at both OU and at USC, and so you're terrified that he's going to be a flop in the NFL? And he paints his nails, and he's a bit of a weird dude. I don't know. Let's see what happens. Yeah. How much does he play this year? How much does a broken fingernail keep him out for a month? Because <laughs> there's a lot of dudes like that, right? Um, I mean, he um, if he if the rules were different, Caleb Williams would be going to the NFL right now. He'd be yeah. the number one pick in this draft. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But they're not. So, I don't know. I look at Max Duggan, and I think Max Duggan is a practice squad third third guy. Damn. 
I don't think he's, he'll never, in my opinion, be an elite starting quarterback. Now, this may be one of those takes that ages very poorly. Right. Jaron Hall, the same. See, I'm a guy that believes that Jaron Hall can be absolutely a number one quarterback in the NFL. If you put Jaron Hall on the 49ers, he'll be it out, Brock Purdy. He will you beat know. him out. If you put Jaron Hall in the right situation, and I think, again, I, if, if you could swap Jaron Hall and Zachy Poo, would you not do that? Oh, 100%. And Jaron Hall sitting a year behind a guy like Aaron Rodgers, it's over. It's over. The biggest, what, what's the biggest question about Jaron Hall? What happens the first time he gets hit by Fred Warner, by Bosa, by Jalen Carter? Um, 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 Is he durable enough? Well, I don't know. I have no idea if he's durable have, enough. People clearly don't worry about injuries with Lamar, so Jaron's probably fine. Yeah. Yeah. I. Mm -hmm. But Jeremy Callahan, you joke. Weird dude alert, scared of milk, scared of milk, paints nails, avoid. But those guys, those, in <laughs> all seriousness, go back to Ricky Williams. Mike Dick or the coach. Yeah. The coach. Ask yourself this question. Who's the weirdo in the NFL that actually made it through? And in recent times, none of them. Ricky Williams, sure. Ricky Williams was a very good running back until he started smoking, ten, uh, smoking tree living in a tent. <laughs> right? But... Look at Kyler, Kyler Murray. Again, just look at Kyler Murray and ask yourself, is this the guy you want leading your football team? I still admire his form every time. I mean, look at Kyler. I mean, he's just so tenacious and disciplined with the form. And he's opened a restaurant called Verticality. That's a lie. What do you bitch? But look at look at the, the will and the want to on his face right do here. Do you even lift? I mean, Kyler's unbelievable. And that's exclusive. You're not going to get that anywhere else. Yeah, this is only on the Monty show. Yeah, the Monty show. But Kyler Murray's a weird dude. Yeah. Look at the starting quarterbacks in this league. There's one, one guy that's like kind of weird that is unbelievable. And he's in quarterback. He's in Kansas City. He's not kind of weird. Oh, my God. How is he kind of weird? Patrick Mahomes. How is Buddy kind of weird? His brother's weird, not Patrick. A, how do you fall in love with that girl, Patrick? Because she's a wreck. B, your brother is a serial sexual kisser. C, guy, what's up with your hair? What's wrong with his hair? He's a... Andy walks kind of gingerly. Okay. He's an odd duck. But you look at Aaron most of Aaron Rodgers is Aaron, weird. No. No, he's not. Aaron Rodgers is an asshole, Aaron which Aaron is not at all Rogers. weird. Come it's on. not at all weird. Dude, he's weird. Bro. No, he's not. How is Aaron Rodgers... He uh, sat in a room in the dark for four days and then came out looking like a raccoon. What you... <laughs> oh, look at this guy. Like, this guy is weird, dude. Are you kidding me right now? Hi, Aaron. I'm for real. I'm for real. Like, come on, dude. Ever heard of a razor? I I don't think Aaron Rodgers is weird. I think, I, honestly, I don't think he's weird. I think he's an asshole. I think that's the problem. You're a douche. I don't think he's weird. 
But you look at the look at the starting quarterbacks in this league, dude. How many just freaking weirdos are there? How many how many guys? Yeah, I Josh know. Allen, Tua Tagabai, your mama. Tua's not a weird guy. No, he's just soft. Mac Jones, no. Nah. Aaron Rodgers, he's not weird. Again, Joe Burrow, no. Lamar Jackson, nah, he's chill. Just not good enough. I have no idea who's going to ultimately wind up being the franchise quarterback in in Pittsburgh. Well, we know Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Mister uh, Washcloth routine. Yeah, Mr. Washcloth over the peen. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, washcloth <laughs> over the peen? <laughs> Bro. Okay, Dude, here's a weird you, guy. You could have at least made a football analogy and been like, hey, washcloth over the pigskin? Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, my God, that's amazing. Washcloth over a pigskin. Come on. Amazing. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, he's a little different, yeah. He's got a, a forehead the size of an airstrip. God bless. Uh, you know, like you look at these guys, there are not a lot of weird quarterbacks in the NFL. Russell Wilson. Nah, he's fine. Right? Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones. I mean, there's not a lot of weird dudes. So you go and get a guy that eats bananas with the peel on okay. and is terrified of milk. How are you know, terrified of milk? I don't dude? know. Like, I, like, I like, don't know. What are, what are we doing, I don't man? know. Like, I don't know. And, it, and the next thing it's being like, oh, Will Levis is scared of boobies. Like, I, dude, you're not I'm that out. guy, pal. Trust me, I'm you're out. not that guy. I am out. I'm oh, out. Don't like that. I'm telling you. Uh, Delaric says that Aaron Rodgers is insane. Yeah, dude. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, Mahomes can be as weird as he wants, I think. He That's can. That's right. That's right. He can because he's got multiple rings now, right? Uh, Giggity, Jake starts dating a KC fan, and now all of a sudden he's defending a weirdo. I don't think dude's weird, man. You don't think that Patrick Mahomes what is strange? What makes him weird? <laughs> I agree. He walks kind of funny, no doubt. Look at his hair. Look at his wife and check out his brother. And they hang out all the time, which means he likes those psychopaths. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good quarterback, though. I'd want him on the Bears. Uh, severe. Aaron is weird. Okay. Are we going to have to? Let me sit up in my chair now. Oh, Damn it. Shit. Are we really going to have to debate the merits of whether Aaron Rodgers is um, weird? It's not. See, this is what you don't understand. It's not whether or not he's weird. The guy is is a weirdo who sits in the dark and does all this oddball stuff. Okay, I got news for you. If I could afford a darkness retreat, I would go. Why? Because it's Why? good for it's good for I you. I can't agree. It's four bad days? for you, dude. You gotta be a little different to be cool with sitting in the dark for four days. See, bro. but you've never done it, so you don't know. I'm out of here with that. I don't need to do that, bro. Okay, I don't need to. do What that. else is he weird about? That his family hates him? Okay, that's weird. Yeah. That he yeah. pounds hot box all the time and goes to girls that? like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, that's I mean, not I mean, weird. The guy pipes anything that walks. Dude. Right. That's not weird. Good, good. That's good. not weird. Yeah. Unbeknownst to you. Yeah, whatever, dude. That's not weird. I can't believe you're defending Aaron Rodgers. Dude. I'm not defending him. I'm telling you, he's not weird. He's just an asshole. What a stupid son of a bitch. I, like, he's not. No, he's not. Oh, I am? No, I'm not. Joe, go back to sleep, Joe. My, point, my point is. Aaron Rodgers is not a nice guy. You don't want to go hang out with Aaron Rodgers. You don't.
You're but, a douche. But do you want him to be your starting quarterback? No. Yeah. For the first 17 weeks of the season, no. I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. He'll get you to the playoffs. Can he win you a playoff game? We're about to find out. That's pretty much self-explanatory. Man. Callahan. Mahomes does have those jazz bath you know. <laughs> baths, LOL. Yes, he does. I don't know. Drew Money. You want your weird dudes on the O-line, D-line, and linebackers. Thank you. I don't want Antonio Brown. I don't want weird wide receivers. Give me the weird freaky kicker. I don't care. I can't have my quarterback being like freak. Kickers out here doing rituals by the net. Right? <laughs> and then there's OBJ getting his ass beat by the kicking net. <laughs> I don't need weird wide receivers. We've had enough of those. Callahan says, oh, my God, Rodgers is massively weird. I, That's okay. what I'm saying, dude. Okay. Riley O'Brien. Hey, Monty. Hey, Riley. Hey, Monty. Are you saying that you're not a huge fan of Jackson Mahomes twerking TikTok videos? Hiscock. No. He needs a reset. Hiscock. He needs a reset. Ain't no reset. Yeah, there is. Ain't no reset. Yeah, there is. <laughs> Jackass. Jackson Mahomes, the brother of Patrick Mahomes, who is now accused of forcibly sexually assaulting somebody with his mouth. Here I am. <laughs> My guy is a weirdo. Is a weirdo. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Gary says, hello, all. Hello, Gary. James McKenzie, how weird is Monty if he thinks Rogers is normal, dude? You I know, reset. You should see the swing in my bedroom. Um, <laughs> what? What? Robert Moffat, money changes people. Yes, it does. Uh, thank you for defending A.A. Ron, Monty. You're welcome, Gumby. Uh, Uncle Joe as awoken. He has, but he should go back to bed. Uh, J.K. Marshall, Aaron equals total stud. Come on. I only need to say two words. Olivia Munn. <clears throat> and yeah, I, next question. Didn't he date Mila's Kunis? Who cares? The guy's a prick. Who cares? I... <clears throat> and he's not a winner. God. Sorry if you're offended by that. God, please explain to Jake that we're not talking football. We're talking about getting laid. Yeah, we're talking about laying pipe. That's what we're talking about here, okay? The motherfucking the president of the plumbers union in that case. Are we're you kidding me? We're not talking about the game. We're talking about laying pipe. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> not a game. Not the draft. But laying pipe. Dude. Um. I, all I will say is, if you don't want Aaron Rodgers' life, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, well. Because give me his, his, give me his hose. Give me his paycheck. I'll tweak the other shit because I can figure it out. Dude. $59 million. <laughs> Milas Kunis and $59 million. I can figure it out. Yes, you did. You no. Know? Yes, you did. You know what I'm saying? I I don't have to deal with his family because they hate him. So no. they'll never call me, right? Give me the $59 million. Give me Mila Kunis or Olivia Munn. And you'll never hear from me again. I'll be in a darkness retreat called a vagina. Wow. Right? Like, because it's over. Wow. Probably too much. Wow. Probably too much. Wow. Uh, Robert Moffat, what, who is the Dennis Rodman? Exactly. Exactly. Who is the Dennis Rodman of the NFL? Oh, my God. I, I don't even Richie know. Richie Incognito. Was. What a weird dude. 
Uh, let's see. Tanner Plummer, Antonio Brown was a Dennis Rodman in the NFL. He was. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby, president of the Plumbers Union. Yes, sir. Yeah, dude. Uh, whoa. Uh, too much, Monty. <laughs> MJ Bissett says, my bad. Uh, Mrs. Monty, <laughs> control your mans. <laughs> exactly. Uh, D-Rock Irish, Logan Diggs. You say Notre Dame running back. I know who that is. Uh, entering the portal. What? Oh, no. After Buckner commits to Alabama uh, through the portal, I guess uh, spring cleaning taking place in the Irish locker room. Did, was anybody surprised that Buckner committed to Alabama? Roll, Tad. Tommy Reese's former OC is the OC at Alabama. That's right, T. That's too bad. I'm telling you, Logan Diggs can run. Uh, Mrs. Monty's burner says, get back in line, please. I am. My bad. Uh, Jake living outside of his mind, re A.A. Ron. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I just don't know how. So you would not want to be no. Aaron Rodgers. No, that's not what I said. That's oh. not even what we were talking about. So you don't like him as a freak, but you want to be the freak. We were talking about whether we wanted to be the guy. <laughs> we were talking about whether we'd want him on our team. Well, of course, but then on this show, it always goes sexual. Ain't ducking no smoke. <laughs> I'm not ducking any smoke. I want that Mila Kunis smoke. We were watching um, TikTok today, and a girl. Did you get that TikTok video? I didn't. Oh! I can get it real quick if you want. No, we'll play it tomorrow. <laughs> dude. Never. Uh, there, dude, wait. The, the, the uterus story for tomorrow, you what guys. Bro, you I thought you me. just said the uterus story. Bro. Ah. <sighs> Oh, my God. Uh, Jeremy Callahan. Oh, I would definitely be that freak weirdo. Damn right. Put me in a cave with $59 million in Mila Kunis. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, we'll do it. Dude, you even have to force me. I'll go involuntarily. You want right? to? Come on now. Oh, my God. Riley O'Brien. Jack Rumsey is legit a call of duty, and I need you guys to tell him about how you used to bait people to the spot and then have Jake <laughs> snipe him. Jake, no, I sniped him. I came up with the, the refrigerator hack. <laughs> that was my idea. <laughs> I came up with cock shots. Do Okay, back in the day. Real quick. Real quick. Modern Warfare 2 OG version. Not the re-release, the OG version. You could play cage match, 1v1. There's a map called Crash. Dudes would roll into the lobby, start the game. You spawn, come to life in the game. Dude comes onto the mic and just says, headshots? And we're like, yeah, sure, dude. Sure, why not? <laughs> and so, you know, he's like, all right, cool. You can shoot me first, then I'll shoot you, and it's cool. And we're like, all right, cool. We're totally playing this guy, totally baiting him. There's a room on this map called Crash in Modern Warfare 2, the OG version, uh, where there's a refrigerator. So we tell the guy, hey, we're in this room by the refrigerator. Dude rolls up to the room and he's like, hey, I don't see you. Where are you, dude? And we're like, well, actually, we glitched. We're stuck in the refrigerator. I'm the one. Go I was ahead. like, hey, Finish dude, dude. Oh, man, I glitched. I'm stuck in the refrigerator. All you have to do is line yourself up perfectly in front of the refrigerator and it will open the door. And I, you can shoot me right in the head. I'm sorry. I was just playing around. So he runs up and, and I'm on one end of the map and he's all the way on the other end of the map and you can see him clear as day. 
and it's on the second floor of a little bodega. Yeah, where so, Russell Wilson is. So yeah. he goes, yeah, in Russell Wilson's former office. Yeah. So he goes up the stairs. He's standing in front of the refrigerator. Ting! Ting! And he's like, God damn it! Ah! I was like, oh, dude, sorry, man. My finger. Dude, I am so sorry. My bad. We're playing headshots anyway. Dude, I pr you get the next nine. I promise. And I'm like, but dude, I'm still in the refrigerator. I need you to let me out of the refrigerator. Don't you know who I am? My finger is off the trigger. Please. I'm stuck. I won't be able to get out. He's like, okay. Okay, you better not be messing with me, bro. So you see this dude come running from one way, runs around the helicopter you know, through you, the you courtyard. So what happens is when you kill somebody in Call of Duty, it spawns them on the other side of the map. So he comes running through the courtyard, running down the street. Almost like Alice in the yellow brick road. And he's like, okay, I'm in front of the refrigerator. I'm like, okay, you got to move a little left, just a, a little closer to, the, to the, the handle. And so he's moving, and you can see him moving. And the best part is, is you, you got this guy scoped up, right? Haven't moved your scope at all. And you're, like, trying to guide him into this crosshair so you don't have to move. Hey, move a little left, left, left. Okay, cool. Uh, now just ting! And he fell for it like five times. It was incredible. Five. And, and then, as you can see, I'm going through some shit right now. And if now. you know anything about Call of Duty, you know that it in the what's called the kill cam. When you get killed, you can see where the person was. And all you have to do is shoot him in the head, then fall to the ground and stare at the wall. So he has no idea where you are. <laughs> he's like, where are you? I'm like, I told you, dude, I'm in the refrigerator. Yeah, dude. I was trying to I was trying to look down and I accidentally hit the trigger. That went on for like three or four times. And then there was the and the last this will be the last one. There was one time where you were like, All right, I'm out of ammo now, dude. I can't even shoot you. Like I I shot all my ammo, like I'm totally depleted. From across the map, one time, had dude go up into the room from across the map, goes up to the fridge, same deal. Threw a grenade from across the map. No, the best one was the claymores. Oh, damn. So you're like, dude, I'm uh, okay. Uh, and I, I vaguely remember saying something like, yep, I'm a total asshole, dude. Okay. I'm a, I'm in the, in this house over here. I'm out of ammo, dude. In all seriousness, just come and kill me so that I, we can. You, you literally are like, Hey, I'm just sitting in this room, dude. Like, just yeah. come kill me. It's fine. And like, I'd like started shooting my handgun off. Well, yeah, I double claymore that motherfucker. Of course I did. So he came running in. He came running in. Drop the died on the claymores, and of course, so I I go running out of the house to the other end of the alley because you know he's going to come in, right? So he comes running in, throws a walks in front of the house, tries to throw a grenade. I popped him in the back of the head, and he quit. It was amazing. You view this season as a failure, and then yeah, it was a failure for that dude. And then one other story: shipment, the map shipment. Yeah, we used to play the same type game, cage match, cage match, one on one. And so they're like, okay, meet in the middle. And he, and they would always be like, you can go first. And, and we go in, we meet in the middle, and I shot him right in the peen. He's like, what's going on? Excuse and, me, I thought you just said you shot Buddy right in the peen. Yeah, in the groinal region. And he's like, we're doing headshots. And I said, well, I'm doing cock shots. <laughs> <laughs> and he quit. He quit. It was amazing. I missed that game. I missed that game. Uh, all right, a couple more. Uh, Gary says, Mila Kunis is bae. Absolutely. C. Kaufman says, I'll catch you tomorrow. I'll see you, C. Kaufman. Dude, Mila Kunis is fine. Fine. 
Uh, James McKenzie, Rogers got Hollywood chicks to Green Bay. Winner, oh, dude. Please, but again, you just keep writing Aaron oh, Rodgers off. Please, any dude that can get chicks to he's, visually he, drive dude. past the broad stop in Kenosha and keep going to Green Bay. That's some like Wizard of Westwood <coughs> shit. Like, because you lay your eyes on the broad stop and usually they jump out of the car and they think you're gonna kill him. What does this show come to, dude? You're defending Aaron Rodgers. I can't believe it. Like, go play intramurals, brother. Yeah, like just go back to building your stadium on piles of crap. Um, shot him in the peen. Monty is the ball peen hammer of Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> Truck stop Gumby says Mila is mid. Thank you. You watch your mouth, sir. Thank you. How is Mila Kunis? Hello, hey, man. What are you talking about? She is not mid in any way, shape, or form. She is not mid in any way, shape, or form. Okay. Quick reset. Okay. Because uh, there usually are no resets. Biggest stories in sports today. Ain't no reset. Yeah, there is. Uh, Lamar Jackson, we're just 25 minutes away from the NFL draft. Lamar Jackson today um, signs a massive five-year, $260 million extension. Yeah. Uh, or $160 million, excuse me. I said 200 No, it is. What is it? 260 Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um, he signs a five-year, $260 million extension. Yeah. $52 million a year, the highest paid player in the NFL. Just after Jalen Hurts, the news today was that Jalen Hurts is the contract they were waiting for to sign Lamar Jackson. Uh, as soon as that deal was done, conversations turned amicable was the word that was used today by uh, Adam Schefter, ESPN. Um, amicable conversations that led to this deal, a five-year, $262 million deal uh, for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. It is widely believed this afternoon uh, that the Arizona Cardinals are on the verge of trading the third pick in the NFL draft. Um, the likely suitors include the Tennessee Titans who are looking for a quarterback. And if the Titans make that deal, I don't think there's any doubt that C.J. Stroud is going to go to uh, play for the Tennessee Titans. Um, I think he is. I think he is one of those guys. That's the guy that's going to fall this year, mm -hmm. um, because I think of this S two test is just has been weighted so heavily, um, and I I I feel bad because I do think C.J. Stroud is that guy. By the way, yes, if you're big on gambling. C.J. Stroud is now minus $1,600 to be the number two overall pick. Wow. Um, is Houston trading that pick? <laughs> yeah. Apparently. I mean, it, and the issue is, for those of you who don't know, C.J. Stroud has the same agent, and I think, I don't want to say it's the end of the world, Mm -hmm. He has the same agent as Deshaun Watson. Bro, it's now up to minus 2,400 on FanDuel. So it's well, moving. People think he's going number two overall. Yeah, I don't see that happening. I could be wrong, but I don't see that happening. I mean, listen, I think when you look at C.J. Stroud, there's no reason not to pick him number two. Yeah. Well, let's be very clear. The, te the Texans don't have a quarterback. Right. Davis Mills. But I don't think you can do business with Deshaun Watson's agent. Not after the way the Texans piped him. No. I, I just don't think, I mean, 
you understand that the Texans did him dirty. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, there's just no doubt about that. Yeah. And if you are an agent, how do you knowingly let your player go to that situation? You don't. I, I, you don't. I mean, there's no way that you do. You just can't. And I'm not, listen, I'm not saying, how do I put this politely? I'm hey, not Duncan, saying, yeah, I'm not saying that CJ Stroud, I would draft him. I would. But if you're the Houston Texans, you got to trade that pick. Yeah. Because you've got to get a quarterback and his name cannot be CJ Stroud. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. I could be wrong about the whole thing, but the way that they did, in my opinion, the way that they did Deshaun Watson, I would never send my player there. Agreed. No, I so, completely agree. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And I think that, I think that, uh, yeah, if you're Houston, you just have, you just can't do it. But I, but the thing is, you obviously could get a ton of value by trading out of there. So that's why I think you're seeing big numbers come in on CJ Stroud. All right. Well, keep you up to date on the NFL draft 20 minutes away. Did Donovan Mitchell choke in Cleveland? Yes. Ooh, you didn't even hesitate. No hesitation. It's unacceptable, dude. 11 points and then to have your no team lose. No hezzy. No hesitation. Okay, why do you say? Because I just think that, yeah, we can talk about the fact that he doesn't have as good a supporting cast as Jalen Brunson does. We can talk about that. Yeah, sure. But what I what I don't love is that we're sitting here talking about how how the Knicks are moving on. And this is this is a make or miss league, and Donovan missed more than he made, and well, and unfortunately, and I love I love me some Donovan argue. Mitchell, dude, I do. But the guy goes into hero ball mode too much. I I need him to start to understand that that you cannot, you are not Steph Curry, okay? There are a few guys who can do what Steph does, and what I mean by that is Donovan Mitchell takes way too many threes. Like I understand you like to shoot the three, and you expanded your range. Totally get it. But you got to learn how to do what Brunson does. You got to torment guys in the pain and then take threes when they're available. Like, we got to stop with this hero ball crap when you're down 10. Do you believe that there is now a stigma around Donovan Mitchell as a choker? I don't know about that. I mean, I think that's excessive. I don't think he, I wouldn't call the guy a choker, a, you know, like a year in and year out choker. I do think he hasn't had success yet. I do think that, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think that he hasn't won enough, clearly. But I think the Jazz situation, you know, at best is muddy water for him. I don't think you can blame that all on him. I think there's a stigma around Donovan Mitchell that he's not a winner. He has been, there's always an excuse. And until there's not, there's always an excuse. My ankle hurts. My thighs hurt. I have, well, now it's just that the ball didn't go in the hole. And you went home against the New York Knicks. Yeah. I think there's a stigma around him, and you can sit here, and I know on this show everybody likes to rip the sex machine, Devin Booker. Hey, that dude carried his team through the first round against the Clippers. Damn right he did. And I don't care that Kawhi was out. Damn right he did. Devin Booker is the reason the Suns won. There's no more comparison. Donovan Mitchell now is in the same position that Devin Booker was in two years ago. Yeah. You lost the finals. Devin Booker lost the finals. He was mid in the finals. Mm Mm-hmm. He was bad in the playoffs last year, and now he's come out and he's been the best player, bar none, including Jimmy. He's been the best player in the playoffs. And those questions are going away. Now, if they lose this coming round and 
you know, hey, if they don't get by Denver, that's going to be on a lot of that's probably going to be on KD and Book. Mm-hmm. Not probably, it will. But yeah. you have got to, in my opinion, now. There's no question in my mind. If you're Donovan Mitchell, you're on the clock, dude. You are on the clock. You just got a massive extension. You wanted, you know, to go to New York. You wound up in Cleveland. You were everybody's All-American. You had a career year. You shot the ball well. You dunked on dudes. And then you proceeded to tank against the Knicks in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I think this is, a huge, this is a huge issue for him. I think this is a huge issue for him. I do. Uh, Brandon Whitesides. What's up, Brandon? Lori greater than Don and Rudy. Yeah, you don't have any idea because Lori hasn't been in a leverage situation. I agree with that. You got to play leverage basketball and, I do to think, be graded. I will say for Lori, I do think he's done what Don's done in the regular season. He's hit a bunch of big shots, you know. He's never, led, he's never led a team to the best record in the Western Conference. That's true. He's never had expectations on himself to carry a team through the Western Conference. Just not been that guy. He hasn't battled Jamal Murray in the bubble. Yeah, He hasn't done all the things that Don's done. The reason that Donovan Mitchell choked is because we know he's capable of far more. Mm -hmm. Because we've seen far more. We haven't seen far more. Trust me. I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. I was thirsty for far more from Laurie Markkinen. Now he's got that chance. Most improved player award. Tons of salary cap space. Well, now he's got expectations. Lots of draft picks. Yeah. But what's he got more than anything else? Expectations. Now he's got expectations. Yeah. So now we find out, is Laurie better? That, I, I've been saying it for flipping four years now, I guess it is. Rudy Gobert was never that dude. Yeah, and Rudy Gobert can come out in the media and talk about how he's got to find another gear and, you know, how he's going to develop this offseason. Well, it's too little too late now, bro. Like, you know, at some point, it, you run out of time. So, I mean, what does develop even mean? Notice he didn't say, hey, I'm going to go find a jump shot. Notice he didn't say, hey, I'm going to go find a handle for a big man. He didn't say any of that. He just said he's going to develop. All right, cool. We'll see what you come back with, dude. Rudy Gobert is not that guy. Donovan Mitchell is that guy. And I, I, so I think they're in different spots. Uh, Michael Peck says, Laurie is not better than Don. Stop. He's not. Uh, I would agree. Uh, McKinley Cutler, also Mobley and Allen don't know uh, if both of those guys are back next year, they got embarrassed by the Knicks. Agreed. Mobley, Evan Mobley's a huge problem for the Cavs right now because he no-showed. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He no-showed. That's a huge problem. Greg Hawkins, you stud. Uh, we can all appreciate what Don and Rudy did for the Jazz while simultaneously understanding that we had to clear and uh, clear indefinite ceiling with them at the helm. I would I would agree with that. McKinley Cutler, the cookie king of Utah. The rebounding in that series was unacceptable for Allen and Mobley. My God. Uh, Grady Dick is now in the comments. <laughs> Grady's Dick says, if I was on the Cavs, they'd be going to the finals. <laughs> I am not even going to argue that. I think the interesting thing about, about the Cavs is I think we all knew they were a guy short. Mm-hmm. And Darius Garland, in my opinion, Darius Garland. I need to know what Darius Garland does. Still a young player, dude. The he guy is. needs time. Can he be an alpha? Because if Don is there, Darius Garland will never get to the top of his game. Yeah. Is Darius Garland Reggie Jackson? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, there's no doubt about that. I think definitely he's already Darius or he's already Reggie Jackson. I think the question is, can he be top end? championship point guard guy. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll find out. 
I mean, we'll find out. I think you look at look at Memphis right now. How worried should the Lakers be? Because I think the Lakers ran out of gas in Memphis last night. Yeah, they should be very much worried in my opinion. I think my biggest question is awesome performances for LeBron James involve a two in front of a number, like 20-something points. Is that the top end of LeBron James right now? Are we not going to see 30, 40, 50 points anymore? Is he not got what Jimmy Butler's got? Because I watched something I didn't think I'd ever see, which is a play-in team beat a number one seed. And Jimmy Butler, that shot Jimmy Butler hit at the end of regulation. Special. While the Milwaukee Bucks absolutely forgot how to play basketball for 10 minutes. Was unbelievable. Yeah. That was as wild of a sequence as I think I've ever seen in a playoff game. Yeah. And watching what Jimmy Butler did, my God. Is he the best player in the postseason right now? No, Devin Booker is. And I don't think it's close. I, honestly, everybody's in love with Jimmy. And I know that he's had... I know that Jimmy has had an incredible series against Milwaukee. I totally understand it. But you got to understand what, what the sex machine is doing. Yeah, I mean, the numbers say that book is the best player. I'm just saying, like, you know, I think I think it's pretty close. I think it's a, it's a night-to-night basis between these two. Jimmy Butler is somebody who... That's what they are. They are Jimmy Butler. Especially with Tyler Hero out with this broken finger thing. Mm-hmm. Devin Booker's got guys around him. And the issue had been... Like, Chris Paul's a selfish player. Yeah. And so the issue had been that Book wasn't getting the ball. Well, now the issue is you have unselfish players around him. Specifically, Kevin Durant who you were watching a third quarter, a historically good third quarter from Devin Booker the other night. And who was getting him the ball? Who was moving himself around to be in a position to distribute for Devin Booker? Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant. Now, did Kevin shoot and did they run the break together? They did. But what did you notice? Devin Booker got the ball every single time with Kevin Durant on his team, on the floor with him. That's why Devin Booker is the best player in the NBA right now. Yeah. In the postseason, rather. Because you have a guy in Kevin Durant who's invested in his success. Now, I look at LeBron and the Lakers. I'm, I think they, they may have hit the wall here. They may have hit the wall here. Now, you're going home, and it's a must-win game. You go back to Memphis, Memphis is winning. Yeah. But I think <laughs> they hit the wall here. And you know the funny thing about that game, the Lakers-Memphis game the other night? What did I tell you that Memphis needed? Memphis needed a big game from Jaron Jackson Jr. Jaron Jackson Jr. had been struggling. He was 5 of 11, 2 of 5 from 3, 10 boards, 18 points, a steal, 2 blocks. But you know how Jaron Jackson impacted that game? 6 of 6 from the line. Mm -hmm. And then you go up and you look at Anthony Davis – And this is what's scary for the Lakers. Anthony Davis had 31 points and 19 rebounds on 23 shots. LeBron James took 17 shots and scored 15 points. How many minutes for Anthony? 35. Yeah. I mean, this is somebody coming out and saying he's going to try and play like 45 minutes. I'm telling you the Lakers are in trouble because LeBron looks tired. You look at Austin Reeves had his worst game of the playoffs so far. Yep. I mean, he looked short on everything. And the other issue was that now you can see the very clear plan 
is for John Morant to get Jared Vanderbilt in trouble, mm -hmm. in foul trouble. And I think that very much happened. And I think, and we talked about this with Rui Hachimara, and I know everybody was excited about it. Rui Hachimara ain't that dude. You, Jared Vanderbilt is a really critically important player for the Lakers. Yeah. And it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting. I think they can dispatch Memphis. I do. I think they can win that series, but I don't think they're an NBA finals team. I agree. They look tired. Well, here's a video we all need to watch. Um, Dante Exum body slammed. Yeah. As punches fly in Euro league playoff game. We may have to find it. You guys got to get on Twitter to see that. Uh, oh, God damn. Yeah, he bounced off the floor. Holy cow. Dante Exum's a, Dante Exum ain't that dude either. Woo, that got physical and that got... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He bounced off the floor. Yeah, dude. Dante Exum still ain't that dude. Yeah, you're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. Go find... Um, Go find the uh, go find Euro Hoops Net, Euro Hoops Net on uh, Twitter. It is a phenomenal follow. You should be following it, uh, and you can see the body slam because that is uh, that's pretty remarkable yeah. that he got piped like that. Holy cow! Is this the dagger? Ooh, he got piped. Okay. All right, uh, salty drunk. How Andy? How did Andy Larson give votes to Kessler and Rookie of the Year? I have don't no start idea. with don't. me, salty. We've talked don't. about it. I don't, don't know, bro. Don't, don't. Uh, all right, should we talk about? I want to talk about golf guy. That's yeah, what I want to talk about. I want to talk about golf guy, dude. <sighs> all right, let's wrap up the show. Uh, bitching about a guy uh, at the golf course today. How many of us golf? How many people golf? You know that I've been golfing a lot. You know that we will be golfing a lot with our good friends at Canyons Golf. The official golf course of the Monty Show is Canyons Golf. Go see our good friend Darren Ingram. Best teaching pro in Utah. Lessons, hospitality. You need to take your boys out for a day of golf. Just get them out of the office, right? Reward them for their hard work. Canyons Golf. Going to have a golf tournament. You need catering and you need a whole event. And you need event space and tremendous golf with the best views in the world. Canyons Golf. Call Darren Ingram. Because you know what's not going to happen at Canyons Golf? There's not going to be some bro mowing, weed whacking, and blowing off while you're trying to play golf. So we went to a certain golf course here in the Valley. And they're like, oh, hey, dude, it's Thursday, brah. Range is closed until like 8 o'clock. Because, you know, we got there early. Got to maintenance it. Okay, no problem. 620 we're there. Okay, we're going to go chip. Okay, sure. Chip in and there's a, a lawnmower equipment. There's a mower, a huge piece of equipment mowing. Okay, stood around for 20 minutes, no problem. I chipped for like two hours. Dude, my short game is right back where it was before. Fat man can chip. Let's go back over. The guy comes by and he was nice enough to be like, oh, hey man, the range is good to go. It's open, you guys wanna head over there? Nobody else is there, you guys will have it all to yourself. All right, cool. Pack up the PXGs, pick up the Pro V1s, head over to the range. 
get to the range and Jimmy Neutron is working a push lawnmower. I'm like, okay. Start hitting my irons. It was cool, like, for the first 10 minutes. You're like, all right, cool, whatever. <laughs> all right. <laughs> hitting my irons. I'm trying to, because I really struggle. I'm struggling to hit my seven. Bombing the, the, the six, eight, nine. Cannot hit my seven to save my life. You figure it out. And all of a sudden, here comes Jimmy Dickweed with his, his weed whacker. And he just won't stop and just won't stop and just won't stop. And all of a sudden, everything goes sideways. Eat like can't, real. can't hit, can't <clears throat> nothing. At this point, you were, you were upset. I was upset. I, I'm trying to concentrate. I'm trying to think through my swing because, <laughs> you know, I'm really working hard to perfect my golf swing. Not even perfect it. To have a golf swing that is, that is usable. It takes concentration. And this guy is five feet from me working a, a weed whacker. Literally. At nine in the morning. Okay, fine. He's trying to do his job. I pace around a little bit. He walks away. And then comes right back and starts weed whacking the same shit he already weed whacked. <laughs> <laughs> May have knocked a bucket of balls over because I was frustrated. And then he goes away. And then he comes back with a blower. Suckmyass.com. And man, he blew until he could not blow no more. That's what fucking takes me to fuck off. And I'm shanking ball left, shanking ball right, trying to you work know. on my turn, my chest turn, my upper body rotation. Can't concentrate. Right. And I'm halfway through like a $14 bucket. No gravy, no extra crispy. No biscuit. Just shanks everywhere. It was really frustrating. Nobody to talk to about it. Tried to call and say, hey, nobody to talk to about it. Right. And now I'm just like, hey, this is a great course, but I don't know that I'll ever go back. Because I was really not happy about that. Like, am I just being a dick about it? What? Exactly. <laughs> Like, am I just being a jerk about it? Okay, here's what I didn't understand. We rolled up, right? And like he said, they told us, hey, it's closed. We got to maintenance the range. Totally fine. But during the maintenancing range window, why did you not do the weed whacking and the blowing? Why is it that when everyone's there? Because at one point, you know, people started showing up. Like, there was probably, you know, the first, the first round goes out at 8 o'clock at this particular course. And so folks start showing up about 7.20, 7.30 to hit their bucket of balls and work the putter a little bit and kind of get loose. And this dude's just all over the place, just just weed whacking and mowing. And, and, and like, asking people to move so that he can blow the sidewalks off. And I'm not even like pretentious golf dude. But like I'm trying to fucking concentrate. Like just let me think about my shoulder turn. I mean, I got Fredo with a gun to my head while I'm trying to hit this hybrid. Like, hey, bro, you slice this hybrid one more time, two in the brain pan. Like, I'm trying to concentrate. 
and this dude just like and the best part was he had like a rig kind of parked like 30 yards off the sidewalk and so you know he gets done weed whack and i'm like all right cool i, I literally were standing on the tee box or whatever at the range and i'm like all right buddy you're gonna walk back to the cart i'm like trying to i'm trying to I'm trying to manifest happiness here. I'm like, all right, he's going to walk back to the cart. He's going to hang it's that over. weed whacker it's up. It's fine. It's you over. Know, I know that he's not going to put on the backpack leaf blower that wakes me up regularly. Like, I know he's not going to do that. And what does he do? He puts on the backpack leaf blower, rolls right up next to the PXGs, and is blowing all the grass. And I'm like, dude. And at one point, my guy here is literally, he's, we both got sunglasses on, nice sunny morning, really nice. Would have been, I have to say, would have been one of the nicest mornings of golf we'd ever, ever. had. Ever. If Buddy hadn't took the power ever. tools out, dude. Ever. Literally. And then to make it worse, he's got all these spikes he's got to pound in to the ground. These oh, wood dude, spikes. I forgot about this. And so, of course, he's got a hammer. Oh, is that? No, that's crook. Let me pull that out again. And just hammering spikes everywhere. You fucking ass. Shut up. <laughs> like, I'm trying to be. Like, I'm Tiger Woods or something, right? Four. Do not cough in my backswing, <laughs> sir. But it was just obnoxious. Yeah. And it, it, it okay, didn't. Fuck you. Yeah, it didn't ruin my morning of golf. Oh, yeah. It, it but it ruined yeah, it my time on the range. It ruined my time on the range. I. I yeah, I don't know. I should have just gone. What is that, Glenwood? I should have just gone back to Glenwood and been happy with it. Yeah. That's what I should have done. Yeah. But you can't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, 801 West Valley. Monty don't got that dog in him. Swing through the adversity. No, dude, I can't. Dude, I can't swing through the adversity when it's freaking quiet. You know, like. I. Yeah, Jeremy. Slice that hybrid one more time. Two in the brain pan. <laughs> And the frustrating part is he went away and I only had like 20 golf balls left. And I was, I was hitting them pretty good. Like I was hitting the hybrid. I actually think I figured out like club face, like, like ball striking. Like I had a breakthrough in ball striking today um, on everything but my seven. And so I go to hit my, my driver in this particular golf course at their range won't let you hit your driver because it's like turf and cement under turf. So you have no way to tee up to hit your driver. I almost lost my mind, dude. <coughs> almost lost my goddamn mind. <coughs> was so frustrating. Today was just that day. Yeah. Uh, Michael Peck says, if it's a public golf course, I mean, what do you expect? I expect the guy to get it done. The range was closed for two hours. Yeah. And then they put this, this like grid down to protect the grass in front of the mat where you hit. And it was like all jankily done. So my ball kept hitting that thing. It was just so, fru it was a frustrating day. Jeremy Callahan says, weed whacking and blowing. Whoa, hold on there, dude. Yeah, I think the only thing I would expect is just some decency. Like, like just the same way you would never chip off of a green. Like you would never stand on the green and use a chip to hit a ball. Like it's the same way you would not walk down the sidewalk with a bunch of power tools on while people are trying to work on their swing. You don't do that. It was infuriating. Damn near reason to throw hands, bro. It was infuriating. Chris P says, weed whacking. Jimmy the weed whacker in his hand with his blower. What was her name? Exactly. All I have in this world is my balls and my Man. word. Uh, Matt Ritson says, mini golf here. I actually, today I chipped really well. 
It's only it's been less than a week since I've been hitting. We oui. and I fit we. Oui. <clears throat> Thank you. Uh, I feel like I'm hitting it really well right now. Um, Gary says Monty likes to strike balls. I do. That's right. That's right. I'm for real. Jeremy Callahan having a breakthrough on ball striking. Truly a great day indeed. Yeah, I wonder if Aaron Rodgers has any ball striking hey, breakthroughs. Man. Yeah. Michael Peck's right. You were getting trolled. Oh, I think I was. And I think that's half of what this kid was doing to everybody. I like because he wasn't doing just like the hold the trigger down thing where like the, the especially with the backpack blower thing, he was doing that. Like, I will no. homie in the clubhouse. Karen, get off my lawn guy. Homie is a clubhouse. But there Karen. was one particular moment. So, like I said, we're on standing on the tee box. We're both wearing sunglasses. And at one point, we both, you know how when you're golfing, you can kind of do the lean where you lean on your club. Team and lean. Yeah, exactly. And your foot's crossed over the other foot. We're both just leaning there on our clubs, staring at dude. Does not phase him. Not no. even a little bit, dude. But even like this on the chipping green this morning, the guy was out there on a heavy piece of equipment, a mower. And we like, hey, we picked up all our balls. We moved to one side so we can mow. We even picked up plastic for him so he didn't run it over because yeah. he had to keep stopping it. Like, they have jobs to do. But you do not weed and blow when somebody's trying to work on their golf shot. You just don't. You don't do that. Especially when you had two hours to maintenance the range. Yeah. All right, 6.03. By the way, uh, draft time is almost here. Uh, Kansas City looks absolutely lit. There have got to be 100,000 people at the NFL draft. Yeah. It's insane. It is absolutely insane. Uh, let's see. Greg Hawkins, I golf left-handed. Well, there it is. I golf left-handed. I was at a range once, and a right-handed guy came up next to me. We took a backswing at the same time, and our drivers hit. Dude. Ruined my driver. I have endless stories like this. Oh, my God. <coughs> dude, I, I got the PXG Gen 6. You ruined You my... would drop somebody, dude. Oh, my God. Anyone here driving along a golf course like to honk at golfers in their backswing? Ain't ducking, no smoke. Giggity. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't. Yeah, I felt bad at one particular driving range the other week. I may have sliced a ball over the right net. Dude, I'm talking about Buddy launched this thing into <laughs> orbit, dude. So when I you may realize this. When I hit a driver, I when I hit a when I hit a golf ball, I hit a golf ball. What do you bench? It goes. And this ball went oof. So bad. Gary says, got a dip. See y'all tomorrow. I'll get, say goodbye, Jake. Uh, giggity I am for cars that do that. There you go. I will say, though, my Rob Weiser, who is a, a lovely teaching professional in Sacramento, took me to a golf course. And it was lined with houses. And they had metal roofs. And it was loud. <laughs> so I'm probably glad I'm not hitting driver right now. That I, I was traumatized by that. Greg says I was pissed because it was a new driver. Oh man, I'd lose my mind. Gotta say, PXG stuff is nice, dude. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, if worth you, the money, bro. It, it, I, it's it's not cheap. I mean, it is not cheap, but it is a hundred percent worth it. Yeah, 
it is a hundred percent worth it. I think you, you, and I, I'm a tall guy. I need a little bit longer of a club. I got the extra inch. Boy, aren't you guys jealous? Uh, I got the, uh, you know, I got the extra inch on the, I got graphite shaft. Can you measure it? The graphite shaft to me is the game changer because we bought intentionally, we bought his PXGs and then we bought a, uh, literally a $300 set of knockoff Callaway to, to play with and compare. And it's just such an incredible difference when you connect on the ball. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. The, the PXGs, I'll tell you the, the wedge. Oh my God. It, 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 golf is the most lovely, terrible sport ever. Cause it, it'll make you, it'll make, oh my God. It'll make you lose your mind. It'll make you lose your mind. Giggity says, I think I'm going to have to hit the range this weekend with all this golf talk. You should. There you go. Uh, I prefer steel shafts for wedges and graphite for irons uh, and the driver. I love graphite. Yeah. I love it. I, I Hitting that. Hitting that hybrid long and straight today was one of the best feelings ever. Because I, you know what? I really struggle. I, I'm a chicken wing guy and I got to figure it out. It is, you know, like when you follow through and your arm, like you're not getting here. You're like here. I got to figure it out. And it's killing me. And today there were like four swings at the end with that hybrid where that ball just you know that when you hit a golf ball and it just detonates. <laughs> there are a few better feelings than that. Yeah. There are a few better feelings than that. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, do we do we do Jerry Springer being dead? Yeah, if you want to. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Boy, real enthusiastic to talk about Jer Bear, aren't you? Goodell coming out to start the draft. Yeah, by the way, the, uh, here's a shocker. They're going to take Bryce Young, number one, Carolina. Oh, Carolina Panthers are on the clock. They are. They're going to take Bryce Young. I think we all know that. Like two seconds into the clock. Totally agree. The Monty Show is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Uh, make sure you check them out. I'm telling you guys, every single day I say it, if you've been in an accident, don't, don't rely on your insurance company. If you're wondering, if you've been hesitating, if you've been waiting, hey, do I need a lawyer? Yes, you do. If you've been hesitating, don't hesitate anymore. Theadvocates.com, you don't have to call them. You can chat with an attorney live online for free. Utahadvocates.com, theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.